Hello, and welcome back to XP Waste, where training agility IRL just got a whole lot harder. Hi, I'm Oxy. And I'm a guy named Spari. Uh, oh my god, who? <laughs> Uh, You're not the usual guy. No, I mean, uh, you know, a little self-dox. I might not be Michael, but my middle name is Michael, so. Okay, all right. You know, Spar I'm... A guy named Spari Michael, whatever your last name is. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to I'm gonna break the illusion slightly. Spari's actually my last name. That's, I got to level with you. I, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Making your last name your screen name is the stupidest thing you could have done. <laughs> I can't I cannot stress that. Oh, enough. I I absolutely for people, am aware. For people to call you by your legal last name as a screen name, especially when you have a podcast, mm -hmm. that's just dumb. I'm sorry, man. That's dumb. But you know, in any, in any I'm case, sure you're you're um, yeah, totally familiar with that. <laughs> I would. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's definitely not a Saber Lemay hanging up behind me with my screen name on it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever do that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we if if you're new around here, hello. This guy doesn't normally podcast with us, but our co-host is on vacation. Uh, but he has his own podcast, Guthix Rest. So you go check that out. If you're not new around here. Hi, welcome. I did not get a chance to watch the Summer Summit, so our friend here is going to fill me in entirely. Yes. But before he fills us in, let's... I almost said fill him in, but now we're getting into hey, weird yo. territory. Who the, <laughs> who the hell are you? Um, Yeah, I'm a guy named Spari. I'm relatively new to the clan. I mean, I've been here for uh, since October, but... um. So like a year, cool. Yeah, like a year, but like, I don't know, compared to some people in the clan, they've been here since the start, it feels like, mm -hmm. so. Um, but uh, I do my own podcast uh, called Guthix Rest with my buddy Bird Facts. It's uh, also an old school RuneScape podcast where we kind of just uh, ramble for an hour and talk about, you know, what's been going on in game and whatever updates are happening. Um, and yeah. I'm uh, working towards Max on a main. Don't play Iron Man. Iron Man's stinky. Good man. <laughs> I've tried a couple times, but just not for me. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I don't really have too much else to, to say about who I am, unless you have any any questions about that. Um, I don't know. I, I listen to your show on occasion. So it's, it's, it feels weird to me. I'm like, yeah, I know. exactly. I also mm -hmm. know you from just being in the clan for yeah. a year. Like you're, you're very active in discords and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, welcome to the party. I just ran into Michael's GIM at, mm. uh, at Motherload Mine because I'm here to punish myself because I have, it's not that I have nothing else to do, but like at some point I might need to stretch my foot out. Uh, and like like lean back with my microphone so mm -hmm. i want to do something that's not very click intensive like i i have 10 million mahogany logs uh for uh mahogany homes like ready to go but you know but i don't want to yeah do it's, that a, it's a little more I, active you're having to kind of pay attention to yeah that. any anything like the least amount of effort possible and anything that'll cut through this 500k mining block that i have left to get to 91 for my grandmaster 2k or 2200 total plan so oh hell yeah how how goes the maxing grind well i'm currently running prif laps and only 
slightly want to alk myself, like a low alk maybe. Um, <laughs> it's it's going. I I should be doing sepulcher, um, but it's hard to do sepulcher when you're trying to pay attention to other things. Yep. Uh, I'm not good enough where I can be like, oh, sepulcher. That's like AFK, man. It's so easy. Like some of the high level players can say, but um, yeah, couldn't couldn't be me. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I've been doing agility a lot. Uh, I've started uh, trying to finish out prayer. I have it all banked for the Wildy Altar. Mm-hmm. Um, Wildy Altar is completely busted. I had I have a hundred and one prayer banked at the Wildy Altar, but only ninety eight banked if I use a poh. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> just to illustrate the difference in in uh, efficiency there. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing it on the 2200 total worlds because that's uh that's bliss yeah it's right so nice i i see maybe a pk or an hour sometimes there can be a lot of people showing up um last night i was having problems with uh this one guy just ragging everyone there so i was trying to do some anti-pking and uh it didn't go so well i died a couple times but for like 200k so it's hmm. whatever you get the when you get the rag sets going, it's really not too bad, mm-hmm. you know. Oh shit! I had pay dirt in the sack. I put the wrong amount of dirt in the sacks. Sorry, I fucked oh. up. I I'm really lazy when it came to motherload mine, so I just kept mm-hmm. um, a gem bag and a hammer in my inventory the whole time, and didn't worry about like doing variable amounts. Yeah, I normally do twenty one and then six inventories of twenty eight, but like I. Eh. CBA, I guess. Yeah. You know? So, I... Yeah, it's just... It's easier for me to, like, not have to think. The less I have to think while doing mining is the less I have to think about mining, which is the the happier it makes me. Because, boy, howdy. I mean, I can't recommend doing uh, 26 inventory slots enough, then. No (laughs) no thinking at all. (laughs) It's no think, only mine. But... (laughs) Plus, well, that's, all that's the gems go into the sack, so it's it's pretty nice. I, do they automatically go on the sack? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used the gem bag that I bought. Um, I think I bought it for the collection log slot, and it's been collecting dust in my bank. And I don't think I've ever used it. Because, like, I'm a main account. I don't need to yeah. have gems for anything. I, I don't know. I would bring it whenever I was mining just because it was, like, you know... It was minus one inventory slot to never have to worry about dropping gems ever again. Mm-hmm. So nice for when I was power mining iron or <clears throat> doing amethyst or really anything. Because you've already got ninety nine mining, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm done with that now. So I don't I don't have, how, to have to worry about that. How close are you to max? Um so I am twenty two thirty right now, and if we were to put that in terms of how many hours left, I have a hundred and twenty efficient hours. Which really means okay. I have like three hundred hours left to max. Okay. Uh, what skills? Um, I have. Uh, I'm about to get ninety six agility. I'm at ninety five prayer, ninety two runecraft, uh, almost ninety eight fletching, and then I'm at eighty seven construction and eighty eight hunter. Okay, so 
you can just machine gun most of those skills. Yeah. And then agility and hunter will probably take a little bit longer. But hunter isn't that long from what I understand. Hunter is no, just sort of like quick. I just I despise yeah. the skill. I really like herbivore, but I, I gotta I, I don't I'm not a big fan of like much other things yeah. in Hunter. Herbie is a nice change of pace from the rest of Hunter. But it's also okay. not like super fast compared to like doing black chins or something. CBA, I, I know. hate black chins. I don't think I ever want to catch another black chin again. Because like I sat for like a year with like base eighties minus hunter. Mm-hmm. So, like it was so long it felt like I didn't have base eighties because like chins were just miserable. And then when I finally got uh finally got eighty, I've never looked back. Like, I don't think I will catch a chin again in my entire life. Unless I have to for leagues or on the GIM. There's so many things we're, like, we're, we're, we're talking about right now. The recording booth chat is like, oh, my God, leagues? Hunter Guild? Like, we're, we'll, we'll get there, yeah, guys. We'll get we'll there. Get there. <laughs> yeah. So Unfortunately, much to talk about. that content won't come out by the time I need to have 99 Hunter to, to meet yeah. my goals. Which could always wait. We I could always wait. <laughs> But I have, like, a lofty idea in my head. At first, it was I want to max by the end of the year. But I've realized if I go, you know, real sweaty um, on my time off, I can get uh, max on my birthday, November 17th. Okay. So that's my current goal. I need about 10 EHP a week to hit that goal, Um, Mm -hmm. which... Some weeks I can hit, some weeks I can't, but I'm sure once I get through Agility and Runecraft, which are the two skills that I'm not meeting my EHP goals, I can get it by my birthday. So that's the goal. Okay, you said time off. Do you mind asking me what for? I just meant like, um, like my weekends and stuff and like, oh, okay. All right. When you, when you can be, if you're, if you have time to be sweaty, you got to be sweaty. Yeah. Like, if Sweet. I'm playing the game, I need to be doing, like, sepulcher and uh, tick-manipulating chins and stuff. Spam-clicking oh. the, the altar. I know. I hate. This is coming from the guy who's, like, 408-man TOA. Let's get her going. Let's like, <laughs> just say, I see you in there with the Raiders all the time. I saw you in there earlier today. It was, like, 12-15. I was finishing up Achievement of the Week, and I saw you in VC with, like, 10 people i'm like this guy's running high level raids no, right now, i guarantee i they they offered to uh <coughs> to have me join them but i was like ah, i gotta i gotta finish reading these blogs for an <laughs> undisclosed reason yeah i was uh i was doing the exact same thing like i saw people in a couple different vcs i'm like not only do i have to read i have to do like i have to do like work for the show like mm-hmm. i have to make sure the patreon's all set look at new patrons i have to get achievement of the week going achievement of the week's gonna be good this week we have some cool stuff oh hell yeah but I don't but, uh, I don't know if you guys if I submitted it late or if you missed it, but I actually got another ninety nine for the last week. Uh you did, but you think you did it either while we were recording. Mm, okay. I think you got it while in the break. Because I it's it may or may not be on achievement of the week this week. Like maybe. I would I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure because I didn't make achievement of the week, but maybe your ninety nine gathering skill is on there, maybe. But we, I did achievement of the week like I think before, um, like before we went to break, mm-hmm. and then like after the break, I just like didn't look at it again. So there are a couple people who have achievements from that Sunday that didn't make it on last week's episode. Gotcha. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I've kind of, uh, forgotten when you guys normally do these recordings because I downgraded my, uh, Patreon subscription because I am normally at work when you guys are recording. So I can't, uh, tune in live. Yeah. Usually. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't think that's a bad tack either. Like if, yeah. if the recording booth is why you're doing the, yeah. the, the wise old man tier and you can't have like access to the recording booth, like, yeah. That's why I was at the higher tier. I was like, I want to listen live, but uh, my boss isn't too happy about having earbuds on in, at work. So yeah, I, I feel that. I, I feel that. that. I mean, appreciate the support regardless, <laughs> though. You know, yeah, you guys have <laughs> awesome content. I enjoy it. It gets me through my uh, week. Thank you. I quite I quite enjoy your guys' stuff too. I Thank like you. you. You guys have a you and Birdfax have a different dynamic to Michael and I, which is a it's, mm. it's fun to like listen to you guys chat about you know all things runescape i uh i am not a big podcast listener like period like i don't think i listen to my own show at this point unless i have like a really far drive or it's a really good episode like Mm -hmm. i listen to half the episodes uh in like in my editing software so for me it's like if i either listen to half of them or i was on half of them so you know I whenever I do get some time though, I, I tend to throw you guys on because uh, yeah. at this point you guys are the only other podcast that I listen to. I'm honored. <laughs> so I, I'm just not not a literally. I, I think prior to making this show, I only listened to like Call Her Daddy, and that show has just been. I don't want to say in the bin, but when I started listening to it in like 2019, 2020, I thought it was much mm-hmm. better content. And then like the co-hosts had a huge falling out, and then mm. the content has evolved a lot since like. You know the host that's left will have like post Malone on the show, and I'm like, it's like a whole like video interview, and I just it's just a different that thing. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just different stuff. And I again, as not a podcast listener, like it doesn't take much for me to like fall off of a of a series. You know? Yeah, but. that's fair. Um, that that's kind of similar to uh, I listen to a podcast or I used to listen to a podcast called Welcome to Night Vale, mm-hmm. um, which is a fake radio show from like a small town in the middle of nowhere where it, it, it's kind of like absurdism there's just like weird stuff going on mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it for a long time but now listening to it it's like maybe an hour long and 30 minutes of it it feels like or 20 minutes of it is just them uh reading advertisements for like their own stuff or their other shows and it's like man i just want to listen to the show <laughs> yeah not all this other stuff mm-hmm. um and the the story's kind of gone a different way and i've just kind of stopped being interested in it yeah narrative really yeah like kind of took a took a dip mm-hmm. but but i listen to a lot of podcasts so uh yeah i i don't i don't have a job that kind of lends itself while the podcast listening yeah like <laughs> imagine listening I, to a podcast while you're trying to help some kid with yeah his, problems exactly like you know how does that make you feel like what huh and then like one ears them one ears like airpod with a podcast so mm-hmm. i've got time writing notes to do it i really struggle so i tried this in my internship i would listen to the wilderness podcast back when that was a thing i listened to it in my mm-hmm. internship a lot or tried to but listening to other people talk while trying to write about a conversation that you had is very like it's it's very jarring to like yeah not write 
RuneScape words <laughs> while listening to a RuneScape podcast, trying to like type about a therapy session. Like mm-hmm. I, I really had a hard time doing that. So like, I, I just can't. It's not. I just can't. You know, <laughs> really struggle with that. Yeah, but. I don't have issues like listening to other people. While I'm listening to a podcast, but the problem is I can't listen to the podcast while I'm listening to other people. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I end up tuning out the podcast and then I get annoyed because I'm like, oh, I just missed like 15 minutes of what was happening. Now I got to rewind mm-hmm. it. And so I, I try not to yeah. listen to it while I'm talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Thinking hard. No, or, I just can't do anything. Or, when I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do anything. I'm listening to like, like a client. Like I can't. I can't like obviously be distracted from them because it's a really shitty look yeah. for your therapist oh, to be like like hold on a second i gotta i gotta unload my ore from the sack here like it's a really shitty look you know so when i have like when i have downtime it's a little bit different but like this week i the downtime was minimal mm-hmm. like i had days at work where like i showed up and shit had already hit the fan because i was like i think on thursday I was eight minutes late to work because I woke up at like 7.50. And it's not like I'm not paid by the hour and I'm not paid by the client hour. So Mm -hmm. I just like my boss is like show up whenever, leave whenever, just work full time, like work a full time block. So I'm really lucky in that regard. But like I like being there at eight because that's when the kids get there. If the kids aren't in the building, I have no point in being there. So like... You know, I like to be there when they're there. I don't like to be there before. I don't like to be there after. I got there a little bit late. Everything had gone off the rails by the time I walked in. Like, I had two minutes in. One of my coworkers called me aside, told me something, and I was like, stop right there. We're within earshot of the kids. I went back to my boss's office, like, a minute later. Mm -hmm. And then from probably 8.11 until, like, 11.40, I was doing all sorts of just, like, wild and crazy stuff. Oh, man. And then... After lunch, I had more but different wild and crazy stuff happen. And then to cap the whole day off, I was like, all right, we can finally rest, except we can't because I had to do a group with all the parents, like unrelated to what had happened Mm -hmm. anything that day, just like the regularly scheduled parent group. So like I have not had a lot of downtime this week. Very hectic day. Yeah, very hectic. Um, In addition to fencing and in addition to the bingo i was in i know people have been asking me about the raids bank bingo we took second place unfortunately so we didn't mm-hmm. get any prize money but i had an absolute blast in the in that bingo like it was so much fun and there was like you know call me bias i don't think tnl bingos have a lot of shitty tiles <clears throat> and the ones that are intentionally shitty like get a gout tuber or like oh do God. barbarian assault with your team you made me have like, to get a gout tuber it took so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the the idea is like it's it's tedious, but it's not hard. No, like getting a gout tuber isn't gated behind a certain amount of skill. Like barbarian assault is kind of gated, but like it's also not that difficult. That like, was a fun. Time, I think though. we're I love... we're gonna keep making it harder, but you know that's the thing. Like if it sucks, we want it to at least kind of be fun. Mm-hmm. Like when my team did the gout tuber, we just got back from Cal Fight Queen and we all put fashion scape on. So we had like, we had skill capes, infernal capes, all sorts of like fun gear, like all digging in the same world. I think we had like 11 people online digging for a gout tuber. It took us like 10 minutes. Like it was, I'm jealous. It's just like a stupid little fun time that like normally would suck to do by yourself, you know, but 
this bingo really did not have any shitty tiles. Like it really, there were some that like, oh god, a dagger from an unsired. That sounds like that sucks. Specifically you know? a dagger. Yeah, specifically a dagger. They the one thing they did very differently is they do a lot of clue specific uniques and they do a lot of boss specific uniques. So like and raid specific. So like for example, we do like a point system. Yeah. So like get, you know, five tombs of a masket points where like wards and arcanes and arcanes wards and fangs and light bearers are worth like one point, you know, Missouri is worth two and shadows are worth three, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be like just get a fang that's a tile and then uh, the bonus tiles get a ward you know so it's like different roles on the table they have specific clue uniques instead of just general like mm-hmm. obtain five easy clue uniques it'll be like obtain flared trousers or ham joint you know um but it didn't feel it didn't feel miserable like usually we st- we steer away from that because like specific clue uniques can be really rough um but we didn't really have that hard of a time like the the rates for some of the stuff they were it wasn't anything mega rare which was nice it wasn't like get tuxedo from an elite clue because elite clue you need are just dog shit i despise elites um i i think i have maybe 10 elites done yeah and i have like i think almost 200 masters completed uh elites are just terrible i refuse to do them yeah i their logic is like and i I really agree with it too because elites elites suck Uh, their thing is like most people get elites and turn them into master clues Mm -hmm. so like it really sucks when you have to like do your elites because i agree they're just terrible they Um, they just take forever to get the steps are really weird for some reason compared to every other clue tier yeah they're like uh, mod ash has addressed that on twitter too because like most like like clue like clue clues like number clues you know where like what's the total level of all the slayer monsters in the mm-hmm. slayer tower combined that's an elite clue step most of the time when you get that you read a separate challenge scroll and then you talk to the the, the npc yeah. and you type in the number elite clues you do it right from the elite clue scroll like you don't get an additional scroll you just sort of do that and it throws me off um, every time yeah like elite clues are just coded differently and just weird you know? Yeah, and like killing mobs and they like drop the clue on the ground is weird too. I don't know if other mm-hmm. tiers do that. I don't think so. Some of them do, but it's I think it. I don't. I think they do because I think you do that for mediums. But most of the medium oh, clues are like you get keys to unlock things. Yeah, like it's it's very rare that you have to kill specific NPCs. Um, yeah, I think because I think it's like... for elite clues. It's like Bloodveld's Ankus. Uh, I think. Maybe a hellhound drops some, and then I think a crocodile. Because I think the crocodile step is just after a while. It's what it says on on the little scroll there. I think I'm not sure if that's a lead or not, but yeah, elite clues suck. Yeah, they're, they they take really forever to get to, so I'd just rather do a master. Yeah, I they're not bad once you get the elite combat achievements because the rates really do show in raids. I it's like the raids all have high drop rates, anyways. Like, yeah. I haven't been doing my clues lately, and I really should. Yeah. I have uh, three masters stacked up right now, so I should definitely go do those at some point. Masters take me a comically long time to finish. I don't know why. Like, a master clue will take me, like, 40 minutes, like, easily. Mm, I mean... I don't know why it takes so long. They can take a while, for sure, especially if you're having to re-gear a few times throughout. <clears throat> yeah, when you get, like... 
when you get something shitty like the VLD caves into like a wilderness Ugh. step, like that's they're they're all terrible. VLD caves, you know, Wildy step and uh, show up to uh, the guy in Port Phasmatis with a bunch of ranged uh, strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like the the magic strength and the melee strength because like I'm not going to take ancestral to the mm-hmm. wilderness to get the to get that step done. So like it's it's frustrating, but uh, I you texted when i texted you yesterday <laughs> right i said um i had hurt myself but i'm still down to record. Oh, okay. yeah and you said that makes two of us injured how did you hurt yourself so if you don't mind me asking. yeah and what did you what did you hurt so last week sometime i woke up and my back was hurting like i pulled a muscle or something while sleeping i'm like that's unfortunate um it wasn't too bad so i just went to work and dealt with it and it was fine by the next day but um yesterday i was at work and suddenly it just started cramping up again and uh i ended up going home early and uh came home with my back completely shot took a epsom salt bath and put some heat on it and i'm still sore today but you know Thanks back for just randomly giving out for no reason. Fun. Yeah. I I, yeah, that sounds like misery. Yeah. So right now... You I'm, really can't do anything comfortably. No, I'm know? sitting with like perfect posture right now in my uh, <laughs> chair. I have a nice office chair that I got. And I'm trying not to move side to side or move my back at all. Ugh, I, I'm too fidgety for that. It's really hard for me to not because I, I do occasionally get back pain as well. I, I tried to lift a client out of their wheelchair when I was 22 working in a group home and I heard like a in my lower back uh, and that's not gone away. It's been like five years. Um, so I do occasionally get the like ow, but I, I move far too much. I'd go insane. Um, yeah, I'm very but yeah, fidgety I mean, as I hope, well. So it, it's not yeah, great. I hope, I hope the, the back thing heals and goes better. Mm-hmm. Great. Great strat with the office chair too. Yeah, stop stop buying gaming chairs. They're People terrible. Buy office chairs. They're the the malicious design of the two chairs. Like th- this is why we're going we're going on a capitalism rabbit hole. <laughs> this is this is why it is it's predatory and it sucks. Right, gaming chairs are designed to be like the ergonomic thing for gamers. They're made like shit. But my mm-hmm. secret lab's chair is so good. It's not meant to last you that long, is the thing. Yeah, they, they right? all have that, like, shitty vinyl or whatever that, like, peels. Uh, yeah, they're they're meant to, to be replaced every year or so. Mm-hmm. Office chairs are designed for people to sit in and be productive for 40 hours a week or more yeah. for, like, the rest of their lives. So, like, really high-end office chairs are, like, you're supposed to sit in them for a while mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be getting work done, right? So, I don't think I'll ever buy a gaming chair. I think I'll get, like, get in, get an office chair and spend the money on that, you know? Yeah, like The chair that. I have is comfortable, but I've had it for a couple of years, and my cat's absolutely destroyed it. You know, a couple mm-hmm. of times I get up, and people, like, catch glimpses of how... Of how rough my chair is so yeah the the mesh on the headrest of my chair is coming apart because of uh, my roommate's cat so that's that's <laughs> a good time but the rest of the chair is doing fine uh i hope to one day upgrade to like a really nice chair like an ermine miller or something or um, yeah but i just got like a 
$200 chair or something uh, nice from an office supply store and it's pretty good what- it's it's the absolute tack yeah. so if you guys are looking for new chairs and you're gonna like I want to spend a lot of money on a chair spend a lot of money on a really nice office chair yeah it's it's, it's worth it if you, advice if you work from home or if you game at all and you spend 10 20 30 40 hours a week in that chair it it'll pay for itself in not having to deal with back pain or uh cutting off circulation from your legs from those terrible bucket seats that the gamer chairs have mm-hmm and that's i dude i was like noticing that as well like because i was putting in some sweaty hours mm-hmm. with with the the bingo even like you know i want to go to bed at like 11 30 I'm up to like 115, 130 because my teammates were like, well, we can just do one top in a trio. I'm like, <laughs> fine, make it a four man. I'll go with, you know, and then sure enough, we're just up forever doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I like stand up after a while. I'm like, my thighs feel numb. And that that's not how that's supposed to feel like mm-hmm. fencing prior to yesterday. Fencing is a very leg intensive sport. Like, I might be a big guy, but I got some, my 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 thighs are, are pretty strong, right? Because I got to support my body weight because I'm crouching the mm-hmm. whole time while I'm fencing. So when my thighs feel like, I'm going to use the term atrophied when I stand <laughs> up, I'm like, like uh, uh, that's not good. Like, my thighs feel different and somehow worse after sitting for a long time gaming yeah. than they do after fencing for several hours. So, which... Uh, god yeah uh it gamers gamer chairs are just a scam it's just don't get they really are yeah and and they all have like you know gamer design so they're all you know sharp edged looking and just like i don't i don't understand the gamer aesthetic i don't want to i don't want my chair to look like that i don't want my keyboard or my mouse to look like that just give me something that is functional and is comfortable and i i think i think that works well for like the younger younger gamers like when i was 19 if you gave me the opportunity to have like an all black everything with red tint and like some rgb lights that would have looked awesome and i still think that looks cool yeah but i think the problem is once we get older because like most runescape players at least most of like our fan base Mm -hmm. falls between like 25 and 35 and i feel like once you get to that point you start having a little bit more like professionally minded things yeah like that's why my my background if you go back and look at like the early early episodes my background is like very much like this is an early 20s guy who's like twitch streaming and now it's busy but it doesn't look so overwhelmingly nerdy because if i take the energy sword off the wall behind me you really don't you can't really tell from far away Mm -hmm. what most of the stuff is um and i think that just suits the like older more professional look and i think gaming chairs really clash with that and i think that's part of the reason why i don't want one like aesthetically either is like you know at some point i might have to like be on a call with someone and i don't want my like rgb mega gamer chair to like distract them from what i'm talking about so but yeah i i agree it, it doesn't it especially if it's like a room that's meant to be like an office it looks really weird <laughs> if it has a gaming mm-hmm. chair in it yeah and it's, again that's just personal preference right it's i'm not like if you have a gaming chair it's not like a bad thing of course but yeah 
if that's what you yeah. like you know go for it but i, I, yeah. I highly recommend uh trying out a nice office chair at least for a bit mm-hmm. i think the time for an upgrade might be might be due for me i'm two years deep into this one it was like a memory foam chair mm. and memory foam plus a cat is, is yeah. really not it's not a great combo but yeah my chair also... is like a mesh chair which some people don't like but i very much enjoy. Yeah, i'd have to give a, a good mesh chair a try but yeah I also unfortunately injured myself um, this weekend, and it was misery. I think I there was a doctor at the event who was like maybe probably, um, but she wasn't working. She was mm. just like one of the kids' moms. God bless this woman. Shout out to you, Doc, uh, for for helping me out. I I don't want to say your last name because I don't want to dox you doing this, but like I really appreciate you. Um, and like initially i thought i was fine like she came back and did a follow-up after i hurt myself and she's like oh it's not swollen you're looking good and then later i felt like a bump uh and she's like "Ooh, yeah it might be torn um so i was doing a warm-up right this is the most frustrating part about the whole thing i have been looking forward to this tournament because i said it last week yeah it's the largest local tournament in the state of michigan i am so excited for it during the warm-up bout i just stood up i challenged a guy you know from chicago or whatever just a quick like first to five easy unlike one of the last touches i was retreating going for an attack like i was trying to like get a counter attack off and i took a step back and it felt like someone dropped like a cannonball or a dumbbell on my ankle and i thought someone backed up and stepped on me and I literally fell and turned and said, who the f*** backed up onto the strip? Oh, my God. And I was just, like, sitting there and, like, Bro. like, like writhing and swearing. Because it really, it was, like, a blinding pain yeah. for a few minutes. Um, and, like, it doesn't, I don't tend to over-exaggerate pain very often. I would open my eyes and close them for un, I don't know how long. And every time I opened them, different people were looking over me for about a good minute or two. Like, I was very like, holy shit, this is incredibly painful. I think my Achilles tendon just sort of like popped while fencing. And I think it tore a little bit. And it really, honestly, it felt like someone, like my ankle was being like, you know how you can put your leg back and you're kind of like flexing your ankle and your Mm -hmm. Achilles? While I was doing that, I felt like someone truly like dropped something really heavy or like stomped on it. Like it really, God. really hurt. Um, like eventually the pain subsided enough where I could be more like personable about it, you mm-hmm. know, and like tell jokes and not be like telling, like asking people, what the f- do you mean when they're trying to ask me questions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, it's, uh, I, I calmed down a little bit, but I had to scratch from Saber and Epe. Um, <sighs> I got a, an entire two minutes of fencing in uh, before I injured myself. And that I am sucks. currently waiting on the orthopedic doctor to call me back to schedule an appointment. Um, as long as it's not career ending, I should be back to fencing at some point. Um, so I'm kind of right now, you know how when you play zombies mm-hmm. in the early waves where the zombies kind of like hobble around that's kind of how i'm moving around my apartment Mm. at the moment uh it's a lot of fun because putting 
direct pressure on my ankle is absolute misery. But you know, yeah. we're we're surviving, we're thriving. I hope you have um, a speedy recovery with that. That fucking sucks. You you too. I hope yeah. I hope the back feels better. Uh because yeah, it's not it's definitely not the most enjoyable thing I've uh, I've ever had to go through. Yeah. And I just want a fence, man. I'm gonna be so bored this week. I already I told uh, my teammates that like you might see me at practice on Thursday because I just I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. Like I I'm mm-hmm. gonna be I love this game. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do sitting home and playing it. You know, people have yeah. been DMing me like asking me how the tournament's going or how the tournament went. Uh, and I've had to be like, yeah, I hurt myself. And they're like, oh, it's RuneScape time, baby. I'm like, yeah, haha. But also, like, what is it, B? Sorry, is my cat just like cat visit? started. Yeah, she just started getting very loud. Are you okay? Yeah, like five minutes before I hopped in here, um, my roommate's cat, Nana, was sitting outside my door just meowing because she desperately just wants to go outside and, uh, she is not an outside cat. She is small, short, and stubby, and uh, uh, declawed by her previous owners. So, Aww. not a not a good uh, fit for an outside cat. Bee's bee's giving me the stink eye right now. She's also not fit for an outdoor cat. Not because she's declawed, because she's a pampered, spoiled bitch, and I don't think she'd know what to do outside. Mm-hmm. Uh. She would, it'd be very much like Lady in the Tramp kind of thing. Yeah. She'd be outside and be like, ah, ah, ah. Like, I don't think she'd make it. That's kind of um, what Nana does when she goes out there. She yeah, just gets the, overwhelmed by like, oh, I'm outside now. What do I do? Oh, God. Recording Booth Chat wants me to show B. Uh, B does not like to like be on top. B does not like to like sit on top of me. Mm-hmm. Just like to be on my computer desk either because it's very narrow. Um, and they're like, oh, pick her up. I can't. I can't get up and, like, bend huh. over. Because I'm pretty much operating off of one leg mm-hmm. right now, you know? Uh, I can't do that. And B's very annoyed with that. <laughs> <laughs> she likes being held, but only while I'm standing. So she's she's very annoyed with that. So the weekend definitely didn't shake out how I wanted it to. But that's, that's okay. We're here because a lot of awesome stuff has happened this weekend Mm -hmm. for the game that we're here to talk about yes no yeah Yeah. lots of awesome stuff did you watch the summer summit i did not live unfortunately because i was working while it was happening uh i was getting dm'd from uh bird's brother actually uh while it was happening he was giving me updates on on what was going on but uh, i watched it uh the vod uh, last night and i read through all the blogs this morning so i've i've gotten caught up yeah i uh i had the same problem i didn't watch it live um i didn't watch the vod i watched uh the sailing q a for like an hour mm. and then i watched like all the little like initial reveal trailers but not the whole summit i haven't but... watched the sailing q a so it uh it pretty much covers everything mm-hmm. with basically the devs doubling down on like guys it's not a mini game and it it makes sense their their logic for it's not a mini game i really do agree with cuz i don't think sailing is a mini game yeah um it's got like they, they bring up a really good point that utility skills as a whole are really hard to differentiate from mini games cuz like 
like the mini game where you have to kill like a certain number of enemies and then after you kill that certain number of enemies you get reward points to spend in the reward shop for that mini game yeah it's everyone's favorite mini game yeah it's everyone's favorite mini game yeah it's the slayer skill yeah. <laughs> like all 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 utility skills are a little mini gamey right mm-hmm. except for maybe thieving that's because thieving's fucking boring um so not that agility is not boring but like you pretty much train agility by doing little mini games. Yeah. Right? Like little rooftops. Yeah, I mean, I'm just clicking on the same couple of squares over and over again. It's, I mean, Sepulchre, the most popular uh, training method for uh, people that want to put a little more effort into it, uh, is basically just a mini game. But, mm-hmm. you know, people, yeah. people don't call agility a mini game. I don't think sailing is either. I, th- I think it's well. Mod, Mod Kieran in the video brought up a really good point that, like, way back in like 2005, uh, the people had a pushback of like, "Why do we need a Slayer skill? Mm-hmm. We can already kill monsters." Yeah, like we don't we don't need this. Like Jagex was a little bit more kind of um, like closed off for what they do for updates. Yeah, but there still is a like, do we do we need this skill right kind of sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at how Slayer has affected old school now. So hopefully sailing does something similar. I voted yes for it in the mega poll. Yeah, I just voted this morning. Um, yeah, like twenty minutes before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I voted. Uh, voted. I just blanket yes to everything because yeah. it all seems super cool. I voted but... yes to everything too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's sailing covered, baby. I'm I'm hoping sailing gets locked in because mm-hmm. I I'm I'm excited for it, but. Yeah, n- nothing really new that they've showed in this blog that isn't in any of the other ones. And if people mm-hmm. want to hear about those, I'm sure you guys have episodes on them. I know. I'm sure you do as well. Uh, we I'm have sure you guys like have talked five. about sailing once or twice. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, you guys, you and Bird seem seem pretty opinionated when it comes to new skills. So I, I would imagine yeah. you've talked about it once or twice. Um, but there's a lot of other cool new stuff oh, yeah. that's coming out. So what what do you kind of want to touch on first? I don't know what, in what order they released things in, but I'm... I I think we should go in order. I think we should go in the order that it's going to be coming out from the roadmap reveal. So, mm-hmm. so that'd be the Chambers of Zarek changes next, uh, Path of Glossary and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have like a bunch of smaller changes, kind of all thrown into this one blog um they've been like talking about changing chambers of eric for what feels like years now um because people have been complaining about you know raid scaling and having to scout and other small things for a while so they 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 want to do that but um there's also some other things that they they talked about um I never uh, did this quest back in 07 because I was on my way out then. I was quitting by the time this was coming out. But they, they want the Path of Glofry to return. Did you? Yeah. I also, I didn't play this quest either. Okay. And I'm curious how this is going to play out after Monkey Madness 2. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if we look... What was Monkey Madness 2? 2016? I think so. Monkey Madness 2, 
Of course. It doesn't show me the prereqs in my completed quest log, but is the Eyes of Gluffery a prereq for that quest? Yes, it is. It's a sequel to the Eyes of Gluffery. No, for Monkey Madness oh. 2. The Eyes of Gluffery is a is a prequel to Monkey Madness 2. Uh, Maybe? Yeah, I've, I've got it pulled up on the wiki. It's Enlightened Journey, Isaac Gluffery, RFD for the Owl Gaggy bit, uh, Troll Stronghold, and Watchtower. Mm-hmm. Monkey Madness 2 really doesn't have a whole lot of requirements, no. quest-wise. 69 it. Slayer is the miserable part of that grind, yeah. for sure. Um, But I'm I'm curious what they're going to do to follow that quest up. Like, I, I Again, I don't know it. I don't yeah, know no. the Eyes of Gluffery enough to be like, oh yeah, it's its own standalone thing, because... It seems like the gnomes are pretty well sorted after MM2, so I'm excited. Yeah, I don't I'll know. I love a good quest. I don't know but... <laughs> what the story of this quest would be. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the RS3 wiki, I see more of those weird puzzles with the hand in the dispenser. Um, All right, never mind. I should have voted no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should have voted no. Damn it! I hate that puzzle. Uh, so I don't. It, it, Gloffrey's involved in this quest, so they're gonna have to wildly diverge from the uh, from the RS three well, version. So I think Gloffrey is like the ancestor of Gluff. I think. So like oh, the okay, the, the real the tiny little bitch from monkey madness 2 who turns into the big old bitch at the end they're, they're uh, different people i see i've yeah it's like ancestors because like gluffery is the one that that did all the stuff and like you know killed that old tree that it's been forever uh, since i've done these quests and I've... yeah I, i'm just a horror for for old school lore mm, um okay. uh, brimstall because like gnomes live for a long time i mm-hmm. guess um so i don't know where gluffery is or what gluffery's doing so it might be interesting to see what uh, what differences we get for dialogue options if you have completed Monkey Madness two or not. You know, yeah, might be interesting to see. Yeah, they have the requirements uh, on the the blog for for this quest. You need Isaac Lawfrey, Waterfall Quest, and Trinome Village, um, and it'll reward us with a couple new Slayer monsters. With some nice rewards from them too. Uh, yeah, they. Oh my god, the reward from the Slayer monsters is gonna be cracked. Yeah, it is the solution to the shitty Iron Man mm-hmm. magic. Like this, this whole thing seems like, uh, like this whole quest is like an Iron Man in mind kind of thing. And more often than not, I'm like, ugh, come on. But like, there's gotta be good, something. Good yeah, because like when Bird and I were first doing uh, TOA his best weapon was the the Ivan staff because mm-hmm. he didn't have the Slayer requirement to go do uh, Kraken yet. And that's a really high Slayer requirement to go from Ivan's Blast to a Trident. So, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And, like, in theory, like back then, Ancients are so much more powerful. But on an Iron, Ancients are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Whether you're buying packs from shops... Or putting the time in to craft them or get them from drops. Like, ancients cost a lot. Yeah, they really know? do. It doesn't matter to me on a main, but also I use powered staves on a main. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's really hard. And the only the only staff at the moment, powered staff, uh, that the two that 
don't require Slayer levels, I'm pretty sure, are Thamaron Scepter and the Sang Staff and the Shadow. But I mean, you know, I feel like you're you're probably much more likely to get. Honestly, you're probably likely to get a Shadow first. Yeah. Like if you get really lucky, it's it's not impossible that you could get a shadow before you get anything else. That's weird. So mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm excited for this. The warp scepter will be good. Maybe it'll give me motivational log back into the iron and and do um and do PVM because I'm pretty sure I've got all the requirements on the iron. I've definitely got them on the main, but like yeah, they're they're not very high requirements. Sixty is like the highest requirement, and that's for strength. So. Yeah, I've definitely got that. And then 20k Slayer XP. Can't say no to that, baby. Can't say no to that. Oh, yeah. That, but It's pretty nice. <clears throat> um, I love a good new quest. Mm. I think it'll be fun. I, 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 they, That's one thing they do consistently well. All the time. It's my favorite part about quests. the game. I don't know if it's my favorite part, but it's definitely up there. Because like, there's not... There's a few like standout bad quests. Mm, rat mm. Catchers... You know, one small favor, um, various bits of like, but like, there's only like, like, oh, mornings end part two. It's all the old one. quests that are bad. <laughs> but even then, like, that's like a few bad apples mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, and it's, it really doesn't take away from the quality, especially like, you're right, recently, since 2016, I don't think they've released a bad quest. No, uh, okay, correction. There's been one bad quest. Uh, Garden of Death, I absolutely despise that quest. Really? Yeah, it's... So, in my opinion, it is the same puzzle, just slightly tweaked six times in a row, and then you finish the quest. And, I don't know, I I thought it was neat doing it blind uh, the first time I saw the puzzle. The second time, I was like, okay, cool, they're changing, or they're uh, making it a little harder. And it was just the same puzzle again and again and again until you completed the quest. And I was like, okay, I, I'm over this. <laughs> Maybe with a quest guide, it's a little bit easier, but doing it blind, with, it just took dude, forever. With quest helper, it was nuts. I did, a, I did it blind on my main, and it took me like a good hour and a half. Yeah. It took me seven minutes with quest helper on my GIM. It was so nice. So nice. Yeah, quest helper, you just, uh, it's... It, would be a f- I don't I wouldn't care about it. It would be like all right done, but without quest helper trying to solve those puzzles, it's just not a good yeah, time. It's 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 real nice. Um, if they broke it up with like helper. a combat sequence or some other type of puzzle, I'd be less uh, spiteful against mm-hmm. that quest. But like I get I get the point, you know. Like it's supposed to be a very mysterious like. We don't know who we're talking to, what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, narratively speaking, I really like it, but it does take quite a long time if you don't know, like if you're going into a blind. So, yeah, I'll give you that one. Maybe not the best they've released, but overall, like, compared to Morning's End Part Two, I definitely don't hate it. You know, yeah, compared to some of the other quests in the in the catalog, it's it's not no. the worst by far. And I think a lot of the, the bad quests that we see are normally just the tedious ones. Like, One Small Favor is very tedious. Rat Catchers is very tedious and frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, Morning's End Part 2, more, it does add, it's like tedious and annoying. It's not mm-hmm. difficult, but like, running out of stamina <sighs> is hell. 
in in that puzzle mm-hmm. getting like running out of prayer and getting beaten to death and like having to like redo all that is miserable right falling into like, the you chasm. run out of agility oh potions for that damn like rock climb thing you have to do yeah um and then the whole thing like can be put in the bin if you just like forget to set the crystal properly yep like, i failed the, that handhold thing like 12 times in a row i was absolutely malting by the end of it oh yeah no i brought i brought uh way too many supplies uh when i did it on the gim and i cut through probably a good third or or half mm-hmm. of them trying to do that puzzle because it's just it and it's such brutal. a long run back too just to add insult mm-hmm. to injury yeah so i'm confident isaac luffery hopefully won't be like that yeah though boy do i hate that that puzzle yeah the i hate 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 yeah it's that puzzle in the eyes of Gluffrey. so hopefully path is yeah it's been a while since i've done that puzzle but i remember not having a good time with it i think i just like brute forced it or something when i when i did it on my main mm-hmm. yeah i i just i just don't understand it yeah. you know i don't brain too small mm-hmm. brain doesn't make sense of it i don't get it i'm you know i'm bad at puzzles <laughs> same i'm not a big puzzle guy especially unsolved yeah but um yeah that's that quest um they went on to talk about some mid-level pvm stuff they want to try to like insert something that's in between doing like the free-to-play bosses and doing uh fight caves Mm -hmm. so people can get a little more accustomed to doing bossing before they move on to trying to get their first fire cave or trying to do, you know, maybe raids in the future. Um, so, uh, they want to add a new boss and they didn't really give too much details on what the boss would be like. Just this, this segment, I voted yes for it. Cause like, yeah. yay, new bossing content, but also <sighs> I'm curious what, what, Bridges are left to gap in the low to mid level, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got, like, at the lowest possible level, you've got Obor and Bryophyta, who mechanically, you, there's stuff you have to do, right? Like, Obor yeah. has two different attack styles. Obor's got a stun and a knockback. Bryophyta's got poison. Bryophyta has minions that you have to kill the certain way that keep her from being damaged. Like, they're not utterly simple like yeah stand there and attack a varrock guard boss mm-hmm. um and then what do we think the next level up from that is serachnus or barrows yeah i mean serachnus is not super mechanically engaging it's just prey range when she's not next to you prey melee when she is um i mean they they say like oh it teaches prayer swapping and movement the movement's pretty minimal the prayer swapping is pretty I mean, easy I think we're, this is one of those, like, we come from the perspective of biased, experienced players. Like, I am max combat with a scythe. Like, Mm -hmm. Seracnus is like a 40-second kill time for me. It's really a joke. When I was a a mid-game player, like a truly mid-game player, bringing, like, Guthix Dehyde and, damn, an Abyssal Whip, maybe, a Cudgel. Like, it was a very difficult fight. Not because Seracnus hits you very hard, because those damn minions, minions yeah. abuse you throughout it. 
and you can't really pray against all of them at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's really, it was hard. Like I was getting like, if I got a two kill Seracnus trip way back in the day, I was celebrating for it. Cause I was going through so many sharks and so much prayer. I felt like, cause the kills are taking forever. Yeah. And that's the problem with Seracnus. The longer Seracnus takes, the more it is hurtful to your supplies. Right. Yeah, and a mid-game player is not going to have the gear or the stats to be able to kill Seracnus quickly. Yeah, Fear Garden in the recording booth chat just sent a single smiley face emote. Um, <laughs> because when you kill Seracnus in a group of eight people with gear ranging from a Seracnus cudgel to multiple scythes, the boss goes down by the first rotation. Like, if you get Seracnus like to move... <laughs> It's God. It's a well. It's a time. I don't know about a good time, but it's a time. Um, I've done a lot of Seracnus in my day. Let's just say that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but when same. I did it at, at the super at the super newbie level, right? It was. I found it to be relatively difficult. Like I remember being in Twitch streams and like watching people like play whatever, um, and trying to type and taking as long to type a sentence as it would be to like mess it or to to kill Seracnus Mm -hmm. because like I could type while doing Barrows I can type while doing Winter Todd surely I can do it while doing Seracnus and I could not I was getting beat down so I just I'm torn because I don't know what bridges are left to gap I think Seracnus and Barrows are great starter bosses when you get into the members realms if you can Obor and Bryophyte are like free to play so like the earliest of early game players kill those but like you know, I think I, I I think something that like teaches players actual movement because like the the thing when I am teaching TOA, I see a lot of people die in P two wardens because they're not used to having to move away from a boss or avoid different attacks. They're used to just kind of running at the boss and hitting them, or uh, you know. Mm-hmm. R- I mean, that's basically it, yeah. Bryophyta, Obor, you just run at the boss and hit them, or you run away from the boss and hit them. Um, mm-hmm. And then Seracnus, you just run at her. You're, you're never trying to not be next to the boss, basically. Um, yeah. So I think I think proper movement. Like, a boss that teaches L's without teaching L's, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the L-shaped movement in the game. That might be helpful, because... Most players now with the release of Desert Treasure Two and the Whisperer, they might see it a little bit sooner. But I didn't know about L movement until Sodaseg. Yeah. So like, I it 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 took kind of a while. It was definitely something getting used to. Uh, when I first started learning TOA, it was like using movement in a way that's not just you know I click spot, I go to spot because like knowing that your character skips a gap knowing how all movement works that's something that the game doesn't really teach you until mm-hmm. you're thrown into the into the fires with a rating yeah and do you think it's weird because like the way your character moves like when you're walking you're stepping on every tile but mm-hmm. when you're running you skip a tile yeah every time do you think that's something the game would ever tell you or is that too overwhelming for a new player because like that doesn't make sense in most other games, like in, mo- in, yeah. in most other games, I don't know about MMOs, but I feel like you don't skip. You're not 
Yeah. It's really hard to conceptualize. You are not where you are. I, I have you a know? friend that I talk to about RuneScape because he's not a RuneScape player, but he's like a gamer and a programmer. And so he gets a kick out of me telling him like, oh yeah, the game doesn't process where your character is uh, every tile. You, your character skips over every other tile when you're running. Mm-hmm. And like trying to explain these things to a player that d- doesn't come from uh, a RuneScape background really kind of shows just how weird and obtuse some of the mechanics in this game can be. Um, and I think having a way to somehow teach new players that would be beneficial, but I don't know how you'd go about that in a way that's like diegetic and not just, Hey, your character skips every other tile. Let's go back to, you know, the game world now. Mm -hmm. I think what you have something here that I do want to get to in a second, but I think what could be cool, right? Mm -hmm. If the boss like spat out spikes in like a checkerboard pattern, Oh, yeah. But you had to run away. And then that would almost, without really saying it, be like, hey, this is what true tile is. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to run every so often. It would have to be it in would be... stripes rather than a checkerboard, because new players would just run diagonal instead. Yeah, I think stripes would be good. And then, like, all like almost like an Ulm flame wall that you can run over. Yeah, yeah. So, like, every, like, couple of seconds, like, one, two, three, four, that whole line mm-hmm. gets, like, blown up by fire. Yeah, and if your character and gets then hit, that he'll, happens. Your char- he'll be like, oh, I need to get a running start or something. Yeah, like, that That could be, yeah, maybe running, that that could be good to, good to explain to players, yeah. you know? It'd still be a little I, obtuse. They might not be able to figure it out right away, but I think that's a way to sort of diegetically explain that mechanic. I mean, it's good to, like, have this kind of tutorial and, like, have players experience it, right? I watch a lot of Josh Strife Hayes, a lot of Worst MMO ever, Mm -hmm. and I often see a lot of, like, text dump tutorials that just aren't helpful, you know? So teaching the player by being able to do it, like, hey, this is the movement that you need to, to, like, get over these things and teach them what a true tile is, Mm -hmm. without saying it is good... But I think it might eventually lead to people being like, why does that make Like, why can I run over that object? Like, why am I allowed to do that? That yeah. shouldn't make sense. And and then someone else will be like, it's true tile. That's just how it works. It's a rune light plugin. Look at it, you know? Yeah. Or and like, then people will be, it. you know, confused why they can't true tile over uh, Ulm Flame Wall or something. <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, yeah. Because, like, some things so, you can true tile over, other things you can't, and it's not clear why or when you just kind of had to know well i think ohm's flame wall is court is coded like a wall i think that's why yeah yeah like and then fear brings up zebek waves yeah. i don't know how to true tile through zebek waves i don't so know how to do it you have to for zebek waves you have to move one tile away from the wall or from the wave and then you move running through it I don't know yeah, why you're... you need to get the walking start, but you need to walk one away, then two through, and I don't... Well, because objects, when they move in the game, and this is another thing that could be interesting to teach players, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's not a fire. Maybe it's like a spike that rolls down, like a one-by-one one, like 
almost like a bandsaw that rolls down this this track and you have to true tile through it because objects also have true tiles yeah. when they move so i think you have to take that step away from the wave so your you can pass through the true tiles of the wave and the player never connect um I don't know how you would explain that, but I think movement is a pretty good thing that could be taught, and you mm -hmm. seem to have some sort of solution for that. I don't know if you've talked about this on your show or not, but... We kind of workshopped this idea in one of our episodes where I was talking about this boss, but I haven't talked about like my more thought-out design that I have here. Um, well, if you would, if you would like, you can. You're more than welcome to give us an explanation. I'll chuck this little thing on screen if you want. Yeah, hell yeah. I I think I've gotten all the typos out that I originally had, but probably not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I had an idea for a crawling hand boss because there's not a lot of like low level, uh, Slayer related bosses you can do. Um, so so I had this idea. You don't have to be on a Slayer task to kill it. Um, mm -hmm. but you would need at least five Slayer and access to the Mauritania Slayer Tower. Um, and it's a boss that would attack with, like, telegraphed AoEs to kind of make the player have to move around and not just stand in one spot. So it would kind of teach, like, uh, I reference, um, the Nightmare Surge attack, and Vorkath's mm -hmm. uh, Dragonfire Bombs. So that, like, mm -hmm. players, when they get to the point where they're doing those bosses, will kind of know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of roughly have some idea for loot. A new ring and a new glove, so that there's something before getting your Barrow's gloves and something before getting the Dagonoth rings. But that's just kind of spitballing ideas. I'm not a game dev, so... Yeah, I think the idea of a glove—they're cool ideas because they—you're right—they come from hands, mm -hmm. so that would make sense. Yeah. Does it have a pet? Would there would there be a little crawling? Hand I would pet? love a crawling hand pet—a little. It'd be so cool. Um, what's the thing from the Adams family? The thing is that what it's called, or it's just thing? I don't know. A little crawling hand that that falls around the. You know what I'm talking about? I I do not, nah. but that seems, yeah. I think it's called Thing. Yeah, the Thing. It's it's one of their relatives is just a crawling hand. Or just Thing. Um, yeah, I would I would love to have a crawling hand pet. I think that'd be sick. Um, yeah, I think th this seems like a very cool like it's it's almost like there's like a like a hand like smashes down. I'm thinking of like the master hand, and yeah. the crazy hand from uh, from Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking with the the smash attack and the like. It would like kind of charge up its punch, kind of like the master hand does before it flies across the screen. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure I could we could <coughs> integrate some way of doing like the the wave skipping mechanic in this boss. Like maybe it smashes in the middle of the room and makes a bunch of tiles unsafe, and then you have to path back over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or maybe it's like. Like the hand kind of goes in like a karate chop, mm -hmm. but this this boss looks a little bit bigger than a one by one. So, yeah, the boss would probably be a two by two, if not a three by three. Yeah, that'd be cool though. Yeah, I, I I really like the idea of of movement being the thing that has to be taught because 
We've got prayer switching with Seracnus. We've got supply management with Barrows because your prayer runs out, you know, pretty quickly. You kind of have to use food. You kind of have to use prayer. Medium combat diaries does alleviate that a little bit, but to get the mediums done, you have to do a little bit of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What other like? I think other bosses. Like, Seracnus also has a healing mechanic where if you don't pray correctly, she heals. Yeah. And I think that's just um, a way to tell the player, hey, you messed up, you're off prayer. Yeah, and like I'm trying to think of like at the at the core what bosses do that that players can do better. Like, don't get me wrong, comparing Seracnus to the Inferno is not <laughs> at all accurate, but knowing when you have to switch prayers is important. Yeah. It's just a lot slower and a lot less punishing. It's Arachnus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the goal of a new low to mid level boss shouldn't be to like severely punish you if you mess up. It should be mm-hmm. teaching you, hey, you messed up. You know, uh, in a slightly less punishing than just insta dying. Um, I, I maybe it isn't insta death, but death reclaim is free. Yeah, I, I think that'd be fine for a boss like, like this. Yeah, like maybe put it. I don't know. Maybe put it in like a Slayer training thing. Like the Slayer Masters have this training arena. I don't, I don't know how you would how you would make that work because if it's got an insta kill mechanic, it seems kind of harsh for hardcores. Mm-hmm. Not that we care about the concerns of Iron Men here, but you know, it just seem it does seem kind of brutal to like. Maybe have a lag spike instead or like, of killing you, it just picks you up and throws you out of the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that that could be that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a cool concept. You know, movement being being the being the play. You know? Yeah. But finally, in this blog, to to transition back mm-hmm. to what we were originally <laughs> talking about. Spari is great as a co-host because he matches the tangential nature of XP ways very we do, well. Baby. Um, getting back to the to the the matter at hand, do you do a lot of chambers? I don't. I would like to do more, but I I definitely am aware of the issues chambers has. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've done maybe twenty five chambers. Let's see. I don't even know where my Casey is on this uh i've done 26 one more than i than i thought um yeah so i i've done a, a little bit i'm aware of it yeah um i mean they're not really talking about making any improvements to the actual raid itself mm-hmm. but like the logistics surrounding the raid yeah i i've done a lot of scouting I've scouted basically every single one of the raids that I've done, and it's not a good time just running in and out of the raid over and over again. So having some way no. to just pick your uh, your raid layout, I think, is a good thing. And also the scaling. We When we were doing our raids, most of it was scaled in some way. Um, there was one guy that brought like 20 alts into one of our raids. That was intense. Um but ha- being able to pick your scale and your layout, I think, would alleviate a lot of problems people have with the raid. 
Yeah. They they kind of describe like a token system almost. Like maybe maybe the tokens like are obtainable through raiding. And then are tr- almost like awakener orbs. Yeah. Like obtainable and also tradable. Like that really would increase the loot potential at chambers a lot. You know? Yeah. There's like a one in fifty chance from like a regular cox to get a uh to get a layout token or whatever. Yeah. And then would they even drop from CMs? Who knows? I think part of the problem with making it a resource is that you then have to go through the chore of scouting or uh, manually scaling just to get uh, the ease of not having to do that. And I'm I'm sure I players mean, will complain. So I feel like they have to find some sort of middle ground, right? Like if they they mentioned in the blog that like they don't want to take away what makes chambers unique because mm-hmm. it really does make the make the raid unique and that like not every layout is a good layout, right? There are some really really bad layouts for especially learners, right? Um, but I, I still feel like scouting is part of the process. You know, like you you have to learn and scout what is good and what is not good for learners because mm-hmm. I feel like. This might be boomer oxy talking. I feel like you don't really learn anything. Like if, if you just, it really takes something away from chambers. You don't learn what to avoid. You don't learn what to, what to bring. Obviously, you learn what to bring specific gear for, but you don't learn what to look for for a good raid. Yeah, and then you don't have anything to aspire for. Like I don't tend to do a lot of Vasa or Vespula because I don't have a Tebow, and Vespula sucks without a Tebow. Mm-hmm. Vasa sucks, period, but Vasa like with a Tebow makes it a lot better. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe having some way to like speed up the scouting process, at least then. Yeah, I think what what could be good is these tokens, maybe they drop at a higher drop rate, who knows? Yeah, or maybe they come alongside every, maybe they come alongside like every purple, you know? It allows mm. you to set a preference for a room. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have the Chambers of Zarek, like, plug-in at I have, all? Like, do you have any of the plugins? plugins. <laughs> so there's one of them where you can, like, type in rooms that you like and rooms that you don't mm-hmm. like. And it kind of shows in the initial scout of, like, whether it's a green, white, or red, um, like, thing, indicator. Yeah. Um, maybe something like that gets taken into account that, like, you know when you do this initial like when you put this token in and like let's say you really like uh tightrope mm-hmm. either because it's really easier trying to learn how to rope skip or whatever it is you use one of these tokens and then tightrope can take up like a preferred layout slot so you're more likely to see raids with tightrope in them yeah that might and be. vice versa if you hate ice demon maybe there's a way for ice demon to show up less you know yeah i think that'd be a good way to do it because there's like definitely rooms that people just avoid for pretty obvious reasons they're not fun yeah or and I, they're it, slow or drain your yeah. supplies or whatever it, it, it leads it lends itself really well to a lot of different play styles too because mm-hmm. like i think you ever heard of the vtv crope no is that a layout it's a speed run layout. I think I think VTV Crope is Vasa Tecton Vespula or Vespula Tecton Vasa, one of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh Crab's Tightrope. Okay. Because those rooms can all be done super quick. And if you no prep the VTV Crope, that's like a world record layout. Yeah, and um, they all give you uh, Especially if supplies. you get the, the good rooms. 
Hmm. They all give you supplies too. To, to yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why it's so good because you can no prep it with overloads and go right in and just call it good. Um, you can, in theory, if you get enough of these tokens, you can put those five or six rooms um, in your in your like preferred layout. Not to guarantee you get a VTV crope every single time, but if you so want to, it's more likely. Yeah. And I don't, like, I think maybe giving it like an increased chance is better. Yeah. Right. Like you have a, an X percent ch increased chance to get this room in a layout so that you do still have to do a little bit of scouting, but it won't be but, as bad because I've had to scout for yeah. like half an hour straight with like four of us and that's not a good time. But now, and I don't think it would be particularly bad to do on your main either, because I think the issue with that is a lot of people have scouting alts. Mm -hmm. um, the richest of the rich players should these tokens be tradable, which I think they should be, because, again, it adds more monetary value to the raid. Um, not that Chambers is a completely worthless raid. Obviously, it's got one of the most expensive items in the game mm -hmm. as a drop. Uh, I personally don't ever see any of this shit, but you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Purples don't um, exist. They don't. Um, but uh, I think making them tradable is good because then the richest of the rich players can fund all their alts mm -hmm. for that. And then on your on your main, like now there's a bank in chambers now. Yeah. Like you get a good scout, you can just like gear for whatever you need immediately. You don't have to like take Hold everything in or take only the supplies for the raid that you want. Mm hmm. And then have to keep resetting. Like, if you get a good scout and you're like, I'm happy with this, you can adjust your inventory as needed, you know? I think they've made enough QOL changes where if you could only invest the money into getting these, like, scouting selection tokens or whatever into one account, it's not nearly as bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I'd be fine with that change. I think that'd be good for the raid while still kind of keeping the, what you're saying, the... The boomer mentality that scouting is kind of in a role to uh, the raid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a I'm a zoomer, so I, uh, you know, I my first raiding experience really was Toa. I did a little bit of Cox way back when, but I didn't really sink my teeth into it until I started doing Toa. And uh, scouting to me isn't the most enjoyable experience, but I can see why oh, having no, the random not. layouts kind of adds to the raid yeah i don't think it's and I, i'm not saying like people should be miserable i just think i don't know i'm very used to scouting so it just seems very um it just seems very very different otis in the recording booth asks is scouting the same as looking out for pkers no you're you're running in and out of chambers um to find a good layout so to keep it brief chambers has like 20 something rooms mm -hmm. that can randomly generate kind of like from what i understand dungeoneering is a little bit you know yeah. where the rooms randomly appear in a random order so you'll get five of the 20 rooms in a random order every single time or seven or whatever how big you want it to be um rooms don't often repeat unless you choose a large raid option in which case they can um and then at the very end you fight ohm um you do like prep the, there's like farming and then you get supplies while you're farming you make a bunch of potions and you fight ohm regardless of what the the room layout is um 
TOA is kind of like the in-between to that, if you've done any TOA at all, where there are four potential routes you could take, depending on what boss you want to start with, and then you could just sort of, like, do the order from there. Mm. Though the meta is Monkey, Kefri, Akka, Croc, yeah. Warden. Um, which might change a little bit, depending on if you have, like, level-up invocations active. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... Tob is very it's the same six rooms in the exact same order every single time um so yeah that's that's what chambers scouting is for for the folks that may not have ever done raids of any of any kind yeah i kind of take for granted sometimes the knowledge that i already have when we talk about stuff like this like you know some players that have never done chambers is there might not know what scouting is um, and there's a lot more of them now that TOA is out because TOA is the learner raid mm-hmm. at this point. It used to be Chambers because Chambers is so much easier than Top yeah. to learn. Um, like now it's TOA. You just run people on zeros or fifties. Mm-hmm. I usually run people on fifties because I can't do anything. I can't do slow Aka and I can't do Wardens without um, yeah overclock two. I can't do yeah, it. I, Won't I, do it. I'm a bastard. I make them do. Uh, fast wardens, not insanity, but overclock two and uh, fast Aka. Because yeah, I don't do like mind the gap or upset stomach. Because no. like for me, mind the gap is more of a humorous invocation. Yeah. Uh I just like having people ask like, "Hey, is mind the gap on?" I'm like, I don't <laughs> know. We'll find out. Yeah, you know, I. I also usually will run with the croc stuff on besides upset stomach just because you almost always have that on once you've actually learned the raid. Croc is so boring without yeah. without the other stuff on. I did it with with Michael for XPS North. Mm-hmm. We ran a we ran a, like a 150 like shitter GIM raid. I don't even know if it was a 150. I think it may have been like a 50. I don't even know. It wasn't <laughs> a very intense raid at all. Yeah, croc is um not mechanically interesting without anything on oh my god it was so boring to be fair croc's not mechanically interesting even with stuff on but it's a nice break in the rest of the raid it's once it enrages at like level four (laughs) it's interesting with the the two tick alternating that's kind of scary yeah but machine gun croc yeah it's it's really that it gets really spooky then like i don't remember being so tense Mm mm-hmm than when I first accidentally got a level four in a solo raid. Yeah. Um, that was horrifying. I wiped towards the very, I barely made it. I think I wiped, um, with like maybe 2% left. Oh, with man. And I was, of course I turned hardcore on cause I didn't have a good <laughs> like setup mm-hmm. for expert modes, but now I'm like mad chilling in my expert modes. I put walk the path and insanity on and oh, I yeah. just 200, uh, levels worth of like shitter invocations it's great yeah it's the way to go um soft core run 40 minute timer no mind the gap no boulder dash we're we're chilling. boulder dash is the but, one invocation that i still absolutely despise i really don't like i can do it yeah i can do but it. if i don't have to i won't like if if i don't have to turn boulder dash or um god what's it called what's the one with extra minions at kefri uh, uh medic or no not the other one uh, not more medic. overloads or over- more overloads or, like yeah, that yeah. upset stomach if i don't have to turn that stuff on i will you know yeah stay vigilant i'm i'm usually pretty happy to turn stay vigilant on especially if i'm with someone who can butterfly with a shadow mm-hmm. 
Um, but like, stay vigilant doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, I don't ever turn keep back or double trouble on. Though. No, I I have accidentally turned double trouble on once, and I'm like, ah, never again. In a solo, it's not horrible, but it's just inconvenient because mm-hmm. every single special attack it slows down the room. Is it, it slows it down so much? Yeah, like it's miserable. I I don't like double trouble because it slows things down, and I don't like more overlords because it also slows down Kefri. Kefri goes from like a super quick room to pretty long because you're having to deal with the melee healing from the first minion spawn. And yeah, in our raids, unless you're in a huge scale, it's really hard to out TPS the two healers. Well, even in when we do like our large raids, usually in the first set, you know, it's kind of a meme, but I I'm pretty good at like killing all the swarms that spawn so that Kefri mm-hmm. ends up at like, you know, one HP or, you know, 100 or so by the time the phase ends so that we just go to the second phase right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if you have overlords on, that's basically impossible because the melee minions healing from the start, and it just—it's so slow. Mm-hmm. I just want to speed through yeah, that room. It sucks. But yeah, most of the chambers changes seem fine. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be. I'm not. I'm not a big. Yeah, I'm not a chambers. I'm not like obsessed with chambers, but I feel like the people who are obsessed with chambers have been asking for some adjustment to scaling and scouting for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're not changing anything within the raid. It's it's truly just like the logistics of setting a raid up. And I think that's actually pretty good for people who do this content all the time. Yeah. Um, you were talking about not catering to Iron Men earlier. Um, catering to even a smaller group, uh, UIMs. I saw someone saying that they didn't want this because they didn't want their bag taken up by another... Uh item just to do raids um i mean uh, that so that's why i don't think you should have to take the token with you yeah it should i think there should be like a token exchange person yeah or like a coin slot or something on the side of the raid yeah i think there should be i think these items like hear me out right it's a one in 200 chance in a regular chest to get one of these tokens or it's guaranteed alongside a purple Right, because we all know purples are a one in fifty thousand mm-hmm. drop chance of chambers. Right, when you get one of these, you can give it to like the the token merchant outside of of chambers, and then you get like an interface of like, would you like to add a room to your preferred or your not preferred list? Right. Yeah, and then maybe with a certain number of these tokens, you can make like i don't know how they're gonna do scaling uh but like mainly with scaling it could be like i don't know would you like the option to have a one plus one or a one plus three raid scale um with just one person and that's like a toggleable thing Mm -hmm. once you get a certain number of of tokens like i feel like it almost has to be like you have to do chambers or spend a shitload of money in order to get these unlocks that make the raid better. Yeah. Because that's kind of what RuneScape is. The more you do the content, the easier that content gets because you get items mm-hmm. to do that content better. That applies for 
pretty much everything but Phantom Muspa, I, th- I think. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and and Whisperer and Duke. Yeah, I was going to say, to a lesser extent, the new bosses, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is the axe good at Duke? I don't, I don't remember if... I had a teammate who was using the axe at Duke. I don't know if he did that. That man, shout out to Ben for doing hundreds of Duke over, over the over the course of Bingo. But I'm still unfortunately not getting the Magus Vistage that we need. Sad. Shout out to the Laker man. That was such a that was such they a good the, team. The the Vistages a uh, a drop in your Bingo. That's uh. So they had secret tiles that were meant to be like mega hard. Mm, okay. Um. And I, I've got a photo of what the I think there were nine nine rows of like secret of like mega hard tiles, um, and they were, let's see, they were get an ACB or a Nexini, get an Alidness Ward, get an Arcane Prayer Scroll, get a Magus Vistage, get a Smoke Battle Staff, get a Tob Weapon or Nightmare Unique, get a Zalcana Unique, complete a Wilderness Ward. Or get an elite clue from Adamant Dragons, because Mistalin was by far the worst Jesus. region um, ever. Those are definitely some some uh, some tiles. <laughs> I mean, a lot of like we got. I think we got the ward and the smoke battle staff done. Mm-hmm. Um, they were fun to do. It's just like the odds are kind of stacked against your favor. Yeah, you know, you'll have to kill um, thousands of some of those bosses to. To get the uh, drop, yeah, I think I, I didn't think any of them were too, too, too miserable to do. You just got to get lucky. Yeah, um, and we did not get lucky at top, unfortunately. We sent quite a few, and we we saw <laughs> we were kind of annoyed. We saw an, a scythe into an avernic one night on the back to back. Had we seen the Avernic into the Scythe, we would have completed the extra tile right then and there. Oh, man. Um, but the three-man Scythe split was very nice. And side note, I think once I'm done recording, I might hit the lab with uh, with some of my some of my friends and see if we can't get a Tebow rebuild going. Hey, yo. Because um, I think it might be time. I think it might be time to get the Tebow rebuild going. Um because I've got about two point one bill and sitting in the bank. Oh yeah, you can afford that. And if I if I hang on to my scythe, which is a big this is a this is a big problem. Is I don't want to get rid of my scythe. Mm-hmm. If I got rid of my scythe, I could do a Tebow rebuild right now on the show. Um, but I don't want to get rid of it because I like Tob too much. Yeah. So bin the scythe, or keep the scythe, keep the Zenites. Mm-hmm. I think I can comfortably throw away. A lot of other stuff in my bank. So Tebow's what? 1.4 right now? It's up there right now for sure. Um Twisted Bow. It's yeah, it's about one. It's just under 1.4. Um so I would have to get rid of a lot, but i I'm still holding on to seven hundred mil worth of gear. Mm-hmm. So it's a scythe plus two hundred mil of stuff laying around, which is probably gonna be a lot of supplies. Um food, potions, mm-hmm. skilling stuff. You know, um, and then like, like I have like a mill worth of Christmas crackers. Wait, why? From, from collecting them from holiday events. Okay. I ha- think I have like four or five years worth of like Christmas crackers and party hats in my bank. Um, because like 
I get them for free and I keep them. And I think mm-hmm. they're fun little mementos of like how many events I've done to complete them and get them all, which I think is cool. That's and I'm fair. like, you know, just like stupid stuff like that. But I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't be able to get rid of and survive with. Like I can rock shit. I can rock black dehyde if I really need to with a Tebow. Um, now you can afford we the did... gothic dehyde, surely. Uh, I think I actually have Gothic's Dehyde in my bank. I, but oh, okay. I might, I might, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But Tebow opens up a lot of content that I could do to make a lot of that money back. And if I hold on to a scythe, I'll do Tob and Shitter Gear. Mm-hmm. I'll get made fun of for my Dragon Boots G. I don't care. I'll do it. I'm crazy, Sparry. I'll do it. I swear yeah, to God. Dude. Yeah, dude. Fighter Torso, Obsidian Legs, uh, Fedora, probably, because I'm going to have to sell most of my, like, PK tab. <laughs> <laughs> um, just get it all out of there but yeah i but, mean i'd send it you know this with a tebow you know making money is not a problem you can do plenty of high-end uh content still and uh as, as long as you don't sell you know literally everything which doesn't sound like you need to so um i don't need to i would i would keep um if i had to get rid of everything Minus the scythe, I would try to hold on to a Serp Helm and uh, Serp Helm and a Ring of Suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just do Zalra, I do Chambers, I would do um, I do Sarah, maybe make a little bit of money there if I get lucky. Tebow's good, lots of places. So yeah. Tebow rebuild soon, TM. Uh, SOS in the recording booth chest has Tebow over Shadow. Yes, Tebow over Shadow because I don't particularly enjoy doing a shit ton of TOA. Yeah, and plus so you I need prefer... you need all the the mage strength you can get with a uh, Shadow, and not having like ancestral and stuff kind of would not be the best. If you're well, if I to... got a Shadow, I would bend the scythe and keep my ancestral. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah, and I don't really want to get rid of the scythe, which is another reason I don't want the Shadow because. I want the shadow, but I think the shadow will have to be my third upgrade, uh, my third mega weapon. But yeah, Tebow, I can do a lot. I can bring Tebow to next. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to do a whole lot of mass next, but I could. Um, Tebow, good. Tebow is good. So rebuild, rebuild incoming for for a twisted bow. But Hell yeah. Speaking of twisted bows, Chambers of Zarek changes good more or yeah. less. I think we can move on from that. There's too yeah. much left to say there. We've already covered sailing, right? Yeah. It's we both voted yes for the lock in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that passes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think I I think the next is like Forestry Part Two, Way of the Forester. Cool. Yeah, uh, I saw you a, guys covered that in one of your episodes. Yeah, I saw a lot of negative uh. feedback on that, and I'm just like it, it was a poll to ask if we wanted cosmetics. I don't know why people are upset that this passed yeah i eh, whatever yeah. i don't i think people are just mad because like now wood cutting is too intense or now there's like weird metas for training wood cutting shut up yeah just, just uh. it's like the meta for training wood cutting before was boring and i you but the thing is you can still do the boring method yeah you can still do the old method um yeah which is which is one thing that i think 
and I understand why people struggle with this concept because like they want the best rates all the time. Mm-hmm. But just because something new comes out that is more intense, that doesn't mean that the old method is no longer not possible. Arty rooftops is boring as hell, but gives consistent XP. Sepulcher gives far better XP. Yeah. Um, but Sepulcher isn't is way more focused of an activity. And I think right? two tick you can is still, still better than wood cutting. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or, uh, so I mean, it's not the best in the game, yeah. right? I don't know. I think he's yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, what's in the recording booth chat? In all caps, says just take the kit off. Yeah, it's it's that easy. Or go to the woodcutting guild. You can still do redwoods. Yeah, it's, it's truly that easy. Um, then we get to the big one, baby. I'm <laughs> so excited, man. Um, leagues is coming back. I have to admit I'm something. So excited. I've never done a league. Oh, oh my god! I, I did I'm so excited. A little bit of shattered relics, but I was. Every time a league has come out, I've been so burnt from this game. Uh, so I, I'm kind of excited. I'm not burnt right now. I think I'm actually going to play this league and have a good time with it. So I think... Oh, let's pull it up here. I don't know when it says leagues is going to start. I would imagine it starts somewhere in the fall because it looks like the roadmap has the, the Christmas event after leagues, mm-hmm. which would be so nice. Like, give me a nice six-week league. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even know where to start with this. I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about this. For those of you who remember Shattered Relics, mm-hmm. right? And we're listening to XP Waste back during that time. I'm going to be talking about leagues a lot because I love leagues. It's so much fun. And leagues has actually helped me unburn from the game quite a bit um, because... For those of you who do remember, I was very preoccupied at the end of 2021 trying to do a particular piece of content that I wasn't very good at and then just took a four-month break. And then when I came back to that piece of content, I was still dog shit at it Um, and also refused to do that content in leagues because I'm a prideful bastard Mm -hmm. and wore a fire cape the entire time. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah. uh, yeah, so they're they're bringing back Shattered Relics with a couple of changes. It seems like it's not going to be too much different from the last time. Um, but we're getting Karend added, as well as, you know, whatever mm-hmm. content has come out since the last time they did uh, Shattered Relics. Um, they have a big list that I'm not going to read everything out, but, you know. Uh, TOA... Uh, we have Phantom Muspa and all the new bosses from Desert Treasure 2 and mm-hmm. other cool stuff. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm so excited. All the theory crafting that we're going to get to do mm-hmm. for this league. What they didn't say is how many regions you're going to get to unlock. So in Trailblazer, way back in the day, you got um, Lumbridge unlocked off the rip. You got Mistelin and then... When you completed the league's tutorial, you got enough league points to unlock the next region, which was automatically Karamja, which I think is fair. Everyone gets their fire cape. Everyone gets their infernal cape. Nobody has to choose whether or not that region is worth it. You get Slayer Masters. All the content on Karamja is just given to you for free. And I think that's good. That's fair. Karamja isn't game-breaking. It offers one or two best-in-slot items. Um that that are attainable for everybody 
and then it offers a lot of very good secondary supplies. It offers gems for bracelets. Mm -hmm. It offers Karam bonds. It offers um, Tazar, which yeah. are are a good source of like armor and things like that in the in the earlier part of leagues. And they have the boosted drop rates. Um, you got dragons for visages and things like that. So there's a lot of potential, which is good. Oh yeah. Um, and then last time you got three regions, but now with the addition of Zaya and with the addition of so much new, like high content, mm -hmm. is are we going to get more than three? I, I think know. it'd be cool if it was restricted to three, yeah. but I don't know. If it is restricted to three, uh, Bird hit me with the just unlock the three raids. And I think if I were to do it, that's what I'm doing because that's very funny to. <coughs> I was I was thinking the exact same thing, because your best uh your best your you you'd have best in slot mage in range easy, but then your melee gear would be like justy armor. It would no, it would be obsidian legs, <laughs> an obsidian helmet, yeah. and probably an obsidian body. If we're being honest, yeah, okay. Um, because that's the best strength bonus you can find. You wouldn't get climbing boots because you wouldn't have access to Asgarnia. You wouldn't have dragon boots because you wouldn't have access to Asgarnia. You wouldn't have prims because you, and this is going to come as a shock <laughs> to you, wouldn't have access to Asgarnia. Yeah. Um, you would get rune boots from Necreals from either the Slayer Tower or from Zaya. That would be it. Mm -hmm. It'd be Obsidian. It'd be Rune. It would be an Amulet of Fury. It would be... Um, I don't know if they'll, they'll do like the highest like RFD that you can do. Yeah, like the highest level of art because I know like I got to like adamant gloves I think with with what I could unlock in the original Trailblazer, um, so you could be could be rocking the regen bracelet like we were way back in the day. Hell yeah! Um, you'd have access to your infernal cape, mm -hmm. and then scythe of the tour. <laughs> an absolute. <laughs> there would be unit. an offhand. You would you wouldn't get a defender. So that's you true. Would, you would like. Oh my god, your best offhand would be a draconic visage. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to have a DFS yeah. to have your best offhand in the game How for do strength you bonus. Make a DFS. Can you do you if you need like 80 smithing and you have to just attach the, the draconic visage to an anti fire an anti dragon. Okay, so you shield, would be able I to think. do that. Yeah, because they they'll give you I think they gave you a drama staff. Last time they gave you the the anti dragon shield, but you just have to start Dragon Slayer. Okay. Um I'm curious to see what they do for like league points. They didn't use Renown this time around, which I'm interested mm -hmm. in. Like that's cool. Um but are we gonna be able to unlock like shitty quests that we don't want to do? Oh, I've got so many yeah, questions. There's... The three raid regions, I was thinking about that might be the most fun way to go about it because last time the meta was um Kandoran, mauritania asgarnia and you got a, like a, enough cool stuff mm -hmm. to spread out pretty well i don't think i want to do that no, again I, like, I want to do the three raids i think that'd be hilarious yeah god it'd be so cool i'm yeah. so excited but you know you wouldn't be able to fortify your missouri no you, you'd have unfortified missouri which fortifying it just makes it tankier right you still have the range bonus i think so okay let me see uh osrs missouri i'm too poor to afford missouri missouri is way out of my price range same so let's see missouri body versus missouri body f right missouri body has a 
plus four range strength. Missouri body F has plus four range strength and plus one prayer. So it is significantly tankier. Yeah. Uh, it's like twice as tanky <laughs> defensively for most of it. And also Missouri body F looks so much. cooler. It does. That's true. With the shoulder spikes. It looks so much cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm fine with looking oh, like a goober. Man. I'll have the, the three uh, power weapons. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to be an obsidian gear with a scythe. That doesn't looking like a goober is part of the fun. of Now, oh, what order do you oh. do the raids in? I think so. You would probably want to unlock desert first because you can it's tough. It's really hard Mm -hmm. which one you want to do first. I think you'd want to go with desert because since that melee is going to be your weakest of the three, Mm -hmm. unless you get a relic that makes it very powerful. Yeah, you need to get a fang. Oh, well, no, you need to get a fang. But also, what do you do about mage for specifically for Akka? Right. Fire surge. You could. (laughs) It might be fire surge, but how do you get wrath runes? Uh oh, true. I don't think it's in a boss you know? in area that would give you those. It'd have to be fire wave, right? Because yeah. you can't get wrath runes from Guardians of the Rift, which would be unlockable through Mistelin. So runes are gonna be cool. Um Yeah, I it's real hard because you'd be a really range heavy build until you got a whip at eighty five Slayer. And then get a fang and you might even be able to do a whip skip because last time they did um trailblazer they had the two tick attack speed mm-hmm. so a fang would be a three tick weapon yeah that'd be nuts um yeah i'm just trying to think like how do you balance how do you balance mage because if you get an msb you can get that most places right msb for range go burr rune crossbow mm-hmm. go burr right if you want to get a dragon crossbow i'm sorry you hate yourself but you can do that too because fossil island's part of mistelin Melee, you have an Abyssal Whip in Mistelin, and then Magic probably would have to be Fire Wave or Fire Blast or something yeah. if you can upkeep the runes. Um, a Slayer the Desert staff, would unlock. I don't know. Slayer, Desert would unlock Ancients. That's true. Would that be better than just Fire Waving? I don't know. Uh, if you have the runes for it, Ice Barrage, I think, is better than Fire Wave. Okay. But the runes are very expensive. Yeah. Um. Get a fang, get some range armor, get a rune crossbow. Then you unlock Zaya. You do that until you get some good mage armor. Still rocking your shitty obsidian fang, you know, whip, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you unlock Mauritania. And then... Yeah, I think Mauritania has to be the last one. Well, does it? Because Barrows provides some decent stuff. It does. But I think you'd just rock the obsidian anyways and not care. I guess you'd the Arams would be nice, but you could probably get Mystic somewhere. Or if you have the desert, you can get Infinity. Uh, yeah, where would you get Mystics? Uh, you can get Mystics from Hydra. Yeah, you can get... <laughs> Unironically, you can get Mystic from Hydra. You know? Yeah. Slayer Tower. Maybe. Uh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Um so plus one. So funny enough, the Inquisitor's <laughs> set the Inquisitor's plate skirt has a higher strength bonus than Obsidian Plate Legs. That's true, that's true. And so neither is tanky, so 
Neither is very tanky. Um, yeah. I think Obsidian. Is- yeah, it's the because Inquisitor has the same as as Bandos. Mm-hmm. So okay, hell yeah. I dude, the three regions, <laughs> the three regions might be might be real good. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. That that'd be so fun. Yeah. Oh my god, but there's so much theory crafting, other fun stuff you mm-hmm. can do. I'm so damn excited for leagues. Yeah. I love it so this much. This is going to put a, hand, uh, a, a a roadblock on my goal to max by my birthday, though. Depending on when it comes out. So if I was a betting man, this is going to come out late October and is going to stretch into right before or right after Christmas. Yeah. If I were a betting man. Because that's how Leagues has been run in the past. Shattered Relics was a little bit of a fluke because of group goddamn iron man Mm -hmm. throwing the whole thing off um but oh yeah can't wait i'm so excited and you're so excited you're asking earlier about like unlocking quests they have like i don't know if this is just a mock-up or what the actual menu is going to look like but the trailblazer for menu and it has info tasks areas and relics so it doesn't look like you can unlock quests like you could in uh, Shattered Relics. So back in the day, when Trailblazer came out, you could unlock regions, and it would give you certain quests completed. Oh, okay. So like once you completed, um, once you unlocked Kandarin, it would auto it auto completed up to Monkey Madness too. Okay. Because what people would do is they would unlock Kandarin, take their sixty k, and go right to um, the Monkey Island, Apatol, and they buy their dragon scimitars. Because you didn't have to do a quest, you didn't mm-hmm. need Gree Gree. Um, you just go right there and then get access. You could like immediately start farming Zenites and stuff like that. Um, I imagine it's going to be very much the same for some of these quests. Like I imagine if you unlock desert up to beneath cursed sands, maybe even desert treasure too maybe. would be unlocked. Desert treasure two because... is a weird quest in that it has desert in the name, but doesn't really take place in the desert usually. So. But neither does Desert Treasure 1. Yeah, yeah. But when you unlocked it, you still got access to Ancients. Okay. So I think maybe that's the play, right? Mm-hmm. And that fills out your ring slot, right? You would use the, the ring of... Not the ring of... Ring of what's Shadows. What's the upgrade of visit, Ring of Shadows. You, the Ring of Shadows would be your... It's not a bad Your ring. best in slot. Yeah. Ring, yeah. Because you wouldn't have a Suffering. Well, you, you could get Light You wouldn't have bearer. any of the DK rings. You could get Light Bearer, but like your best combat ring. Yeah. Um, so Light Bearer and Ring of Shadows... But what bosses could you even do? Because you could no, because Lassar is technically an Asgarnia. KQ. You'd be able to do Vardorvis. Um, oh, because from... you unlocked Zaya. Yeah. You couldn't do the Duke. You could do Leviathan and you could do Vardorvis. Okay. I mean Because Leviathan is in is in Mistalin. Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to really do them though. Cause <gasps> you can't get the ring upgrades. <laughs> Virtus? Virtus, true. But you could instead just do more Chambers of Zarek and get the uh, the Ancestral instead. I mean, with a 16... Uh, what's the drop rate go up to? Like, four times? Uh, like, I'm not of, sure. Like, <laughs> You're talking to the wrong if guy you have the po- If you have the potential to roll Virtus at like a 1 in 100 drop rate... Okay, maybe it wouldn't be that bad. every weapon is like a 2 or 3 tick range weapon, you could absolutely eviscerate Leviathan. Yeah. 
You know, what would you, I don't would you know. Would be using an RCB against Leviathan? Depends on the relics. Yeah. Well, like oh, I guess you could get an MSB as well. Yeah, there were. Well, like the Abyssal Whip was like the best weapon we had mm-hmm. back back in the original Trailblazer, and it wasn't like the whip we know in the main game. This thing was a an absolute machine. Yeah. It was two ticks. It hit super hard because the melee relics made us all hit really fast and really hard. Um. So like, oh man, I'm so happy. I knew they were going to announce leagues. I had a gut feeling. I thought they were going to announce a different quest. I didn't think they were going to go the Varlamore route, but I, I'm so glad it's leagues, dude. I predicted Varlamore on one of our recent episodes, uh, and I was pretty close with my guess. I was like, oh, it's going to be like six or seven months out because they had the, the leak of the, the map area. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I was hoping for more vampire stuff myself. That's fair. I'm not disappointed with Varlomar, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. You know? we'll, we'll... Otis asked, "How would we grade the Summer Summit overall?" Seems pretty legit. I didn't watch it, but I I don't think it. I I, I thought it was pretty Sorry. good. Um, I I hang around some very pessimistic people, uh, bird facts among them, but you know he 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 gave pretty good reviews of it, but the. The Snowflake Iron Man community I'm a part of, uh, Petscape, which I talk about pretty frequently, a lot of them have given this uh, Summer Summit a pretty big thumbs down. Um, but I don't know. I think it's all going to be pretty cool. Like, I'm excited yeah, for all of it. I agree. It, it all seems like a lot of fun. Um, the one thing I will say is it, it doesn't feel as hype as the Winter Summit. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because the Winter Summit announced what at the time was going to be a new skill and a new prayer book. Yeah. New skill. So I think the winter summit just new prayer book, And they also announced forestry, which at the time was very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. before we knew a lot of details about it. Yeah. I think summer summit has bigger long-term effects on the game. Mm-hmm. Like the addition of Varlamore will be a much like better, longer term addition. Yeah. than any of whatever and then it also like we decide whether or not we get the new skill that was talked about six or seven months ago yeah do so. we get into talking about varlamore now is this a good um i listen i could talk about leagues forever and just fangirl over we it could. you guys should go to the blog read about it and then look at the rewards oh yeah i'm i do want to comment oh. a little bit on that actually i'm a little scared about uh venge spell animation transmogs and other things that could have PvP implications. Because if someone venges me and I have no idea what that spell they're casting is, I'm going to be a little mad if I die to avenge. Um, I think it would it would have. I think you have to do the same hand motion of avenge. How you kind of like, you know, put your hands up and go like down with it. Maybe yeah. the skull I, is what's going to change. I think the skull right? needs to stay, or at least it needs to be skull like. You know. Yeah, something that is identifiable you know, very apparent yeah. but i i didn't i didn't consider that one because i don't ever use venge in pvp mm-hmm. um but that said some of these are gonna be so oh, cool yeah. there's a death and a respawn animation that's gonna be yeah. sick that's um the infernal bulwark is so cool looking i don't know if you've seen that one dude, i have seen it that's awesome yeah. the zuck shield oh, so good that's great well, even if I don't is... do the league, I probably will. But either way, I am buying that 
cosmetic override. Um, yeah. Oh god, it looks so awesome. I don't know what the the toxic blowpipe transmog will be, but I'm sure they'll do something cool with that too. Do we? Because like other other weapon designs that we have, right? Other transmogs for things are related to that league's colors like trailblazer graceful and then the shattered relics whip mm -hmm. um shattered relics cannon and the void do we think the blowpipe will look like trailblazer reloaded colors or do we think it'll look like another zalra phase either way though from this initial banner trailblazer reloaded seems to have a rather magma phase color scheme yeah i think so it wouldn't be too uh, unexpected than if it was a, a red like mutagen color. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the shape changes too. I'm very excited. Yeah. The league, the league's gonna be so much fun. But you guys will hear me fangirl about the league unless it really sucks <laughs> for for several months to come. So we'll we'll spare you guys that a little now. Yeah, and get into. Get into Varlamore. Arguably the biggest. I, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Now this I'm not as well versed in because I didn't actually get a chance to read this blog, but I did watch the video and I looked over the map mm -hmm. and oh man. Yeah. This is going to be good. So yeah, Varlamore is a new area underneath Zaya. It's a, another country that, it, that exists in the lore. Originally designed by General Tractor, and he's helped the J mods uh, work on this. Which honestly, I'm surprised he's not mod General Tractor at this point, with how much <laughs> it seems like he's been working with the J mods. But um, yeah, it's this huge area. Um, it's really big, um, like almost the size of like two or three of the areas of Zaya, um, and they have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the, the the first thing they talk about is like the capital city, um, which is Civitas Illa Fortis. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, which I don't know what people are gonna call that. Probably Fortis, maybe. City. <laughs> maybe city. I don't know. Um, but they, they, there's two new quests that are dropping with Varlamore if it does pass, which I can't imagine it won't. Okay, so the first quest is going to be a way to travel to Varlamore, and the second will be a story about the the city, uh, Fortis, there. Uh, I don't know if yeah, so... you're going to need to do uh, the Kingdom Divided quest to access this. They don't really make that super clear. I imagine not. Based. Is it is it mega elitist of me to say I think they should? Um, I don't think it's elitist. No, I I have a warped perspective because I hang out with a lot of snowflakes, and uh, mm -hmm. some of them would be a little mad about not being able to access the area because of the uh, the quest requirements. But I, I don't I don't think it'd be a bad idea to make it require kingdom divided because I feel like. I feel like with AKD, it finally like shows who Varlamore is. I feel yeah. like it's a very good like narrative way to introduce Varlamore, because like this is gonna be mega spoilers for Kingdom Divided if you haven't done it in the last like two years. 
the end of the damn quest shows the king getting assassinated with a Varlamor mm. dagger. Yeah. So I feel like it leads so perfectly into like, hey, here's the new king and me as like the queen mother advisor. I need you to go like investigate this or somebody outside of the royal family mm -hmm. now placed in Karend is like, we need to go see about this dagger, right? It would certainly remove a lot of the um, shock and and sort of the oomph of the end of the quest if, you know, he gets assassinated and it's just like, oh, you know, I've already been to Varlamore and have seen everything going yeah. on there. Because, like, that's... Yeah. Th th that's where we, like, really, like, oh, my God, this, this other country... Uh, yeah, it seems like it's like a Game of Thrones mm -hmm. like murder mystery you get to go on that leads you to Varlamore and like like just picture it. The end of the quest, they're like, All right, so something fishy is going on in Zaya, which like what else is new, right? But since you were so good, like you should come back when we finish making renovations, right? Because like we had to use some crazy magic to get you here, but we are renovating the area for people to start coming into Varlamore. We want you to be one of the first, and then it sets up the release of Varlamore. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's the. I think it's got to be a kingdom divided as a prereq. I think it has to. Yeah, the most narratively satisfying way would to be to require that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but because like you can technically get to Wintertop without any sort of like quest right mm -hmm. you should games necklace you can just travel right there you can take the boat there you don't even have to have done whatever the quest with a veos they can do client of karen to get there you can talk to or him start and go there but you don't actually have to do the quest oh okay. yeah I, I learned that when i made a, an account that i very quickly dropped uh i had mm. a snowflake briefly oh, i'm sorry to I hear know. that you fell victim to the snowflake uh Snowflake. I've had two man. snowflakes, and no, I Ugh. I haven't played either of them <laughs> in years. Um, yeah, no, I I definitely think having the tie to the quest would be the most narratively satisfying way to introduce us to the area. Mm -hmm. But I can understand why they might not want to do that. But the requirements for Kingdom Invited aren't that bad. Um, no, they're really not. It's a master level quest, but like. You've got it here. It's like fifty. It's like base. 60s. The highest is fifty-four yeah. agility. Yeah, like it's not a hard quest to do. You know. Yeah, the bosses like, are the hardest part of that, and they're not even that hard. No, they're really not. Like, they might take a while. I did it on like my mid-game Iron Man, and it took longer than I wanted mm -hmm. it to. But not a not a hard thing at all. Yeah. I think it should be. Call me an elitist. I don't care. I think it should be a requirement to get into Varlamore. Because you're right. Narrative satisfaction, I think, is far more important for a release like this than, like, mm -hmm. everyone can go on the first day. Especially if, like, dog, we're, like, eight months out from the release. Yeah. Get the damn quest done between now and the time the pre-Varlamore quest comes out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you but, have plenty of time to prepare for that. Yeah. You know, speaking of elitism, uh, the Fortis Coliseum, where hopefully the HLC will be pretty satisfied with this uh, with this release. Um, if you're familiar with the concept of the Blue Inferno, mm -hmm. this is that. It is a 
wave-based, I I hate to call it a mini game because I I don't feel like Inferno and uh, and Jad are mini games, but technically they are. They are and they aren't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's going to be that, except at the end of I don't know if it's at the end of each wave or a set of waves, you'll be offered an out. And you can leave and take your loot, or you can double down, mm-hmm. uh, potentially lose all your loot, but do harder waves. Mm-hmm. And they talked about kind of like an invocation system, where there's different modifiers that you can turn on that will make it more difficult, um, but you'll get more loot at the end of it. Yeah. I think that's super cool. They've got that system for for RS3, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, I think they call it Enrage or something. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think it was a No Monkey video I watched um, where they talk about 4,000% Telos yeah. and how, like, Blood Torvo was achieved within, like, 10 hours. 4,000% Telos or Max Enrage Telos took, like, 14 months mm-hmm. to do. Um and we just haven't had that in OSRS. So I think, like, all oh, these modifiers, it's got potential, you know? Yeah, yeah I think... I. It doesn't sound like it'll be, like, an, a thing you can just infinitely do. But if they make it so that, like, the end of it is sufficiently difficult that it's not completed for at least a week or two, then I think people will be really satisfied with uh, the difficulty of this. Yeah, more more aspirational content that you can do over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I hope the the as long as the early waves aren't like super tedious, you know, yeah. like because it, it like w- at what point do you complete it? You know, that's the question. I don't know. Yeah, um, and they don't talk about like rewards exactly. They they say that they'll uh pull those at a later date. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what they come up with this. I'm I'm curious what kind of reward space they can offer with this. Because we already have best in slot mage range and melee and the power weapons to go with them. Um, and I feel like offering a niche weapon for what is supposed to be some of the hardest content in the game might not be... Uh, the most satisfying thing for some players. Um, maybe it's like a like a kit thing, you know. Mm. Maybe you get upgrade kit. Maybe it's like a twisted bow kit. That could be cool. Um, maybe it's. I I think like like we talked about last week. I think having more enemy types in game is very helpful for adding new content to OSRS. So maybe they introduce a new enemy type and like this new weapon that comes from the Coliseum is the best weapon to use there. Um, maybe, maybe it's just got absolutely busted loot. Like maybe it's like some of the best money in the game. Yeah. If you're really, really good. You know? I think it like, should be like, if you complete it, it's like a 25 mil completion. That's more than a Hydra task, but takes way more effort. Like, could you imagine if every time you completed the Inferno, you got 15 mil? Like Sheesh. that seems yeah. I don't want to say it seems fair, but like, it's not like everyone can get there, you yeah. know. 
And I mean, so, you know, only a small handful of players can complete the Inferno every single try without uh, breaking a sweat. Like there's not many small handful of of legitimate players. Yeah, (laughs) true. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a clip uh, yesterday of someone streaming with uh, the uh, DDR plugin that, you know, drops a little uh, symbols onto the prayer to tell you when to prayer flick. Yikes. Yeah. Even with that, though, he died, and it was pretty funny. Funny. Uh, guitar hero mode, good lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I There's obviously got to be some sort of room for something, but, like, I imagine anything like hey it's a better infernal cape wouldn't pass no so i don't know where you go with like that invalidates inferno well it's also power creep Mm -hmm. right like how do we how do we go up and not sideways without pissing everybody off you know because we've got the three best sets now we've got ancestral we've got missouri we've got torva what's next maybe new jewelry yeah. Maybe a new ammo well, slot, like a melee ammo slot that's better than Rada's Blessing. Bird and I were talking about jewelry with sailing because they want to introduce a bunch of new gems. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, I'm sure there's design space there, but we, we were struggling to come up with like good ideas to fill up the jewelry slots. We basically came up with suffering, but for all the other jewelry. So like... You know, a rechargeable uh, bracelet of slaughter and a rechargeable uh, whatever the herb lore one is called, the amulet of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ralph has a, think, a good again, idea, a, a better mage and range cape, perhaps, so we can have something that's better than a. Well, I don't think they can yeah, do a major range cape, but something that's better than the. Uh, Majorina 2 cape might be a good idea. Because that's what, like a 2% damage increase? Yeah, 2%. I think we could comfortably, if you make it hard enough, you could comfortably get up to 5. Yeah. Because everyone's first thought is like, what about the shadow? If you do, if you get it hard enough, I think it works. Like, people are saying occult, though. Occult's like, what, a 10% Nerf or cold. boost? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think nerf occult. I think make this hard enough that this 5% cape boost is good because if you bring a shadow with you and this new mage cape is ridiculous, could you imagine 15%, an extra 15% magic? That'd be nuts. Which is a plus 7. Like, you got max mage with a shadow. That's an extra 7.58% damage that you're doing, plus more if you go to TOA with it. Yeah. So, like... They're saying extra magic damage is hard because a cult exists. I don't think I, I, I agree that a cult does make it difficult with the ten percent magic damage. However, I think a cult uh, the issue is it's tradable. I was gonna say gated behind ninety three slayer is tough. Yeah, but also tradable and available in excess. And then if you look at it just from Iron Man, it makes sense. Like, oh, it's a very high slayer requirement. I mean, okay, it doesn't make sense, but it. It's a little more understandable, but yeah, as a main, then, you can just buy it for what, like two hundred k. I don't, I don't yeah. know what a cult costs nowadays. It's been a while. Okay, four hundred eighty k. That's still not much. 
Well, what's the... Is there a magic level requirement to wear it? Uh, 70. You need 70 magic for an occult. It's nothing. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe take the occult and make it like an 80 magic upgrade. Who knows? I don't know. But there, people are saying anything more than 2% adds more max hip hits. And until we get like a, a rigor or piety equivalent for magic, we're kind of capped in that regard. The Infernal Cape adds max hits. I know we have piety, but the Infernal Cape adds max hits. And I don't mm. think... Because the Infernal Cape is very hard to get, I think it's justified. Yeah. You know, I think if this content is hard enough, as like hard as they are saying it's going to be, we're like, if you have a Fire Cape, you'll be fine. But once you get to the higher levels, it's going to be rough, you know? Um, I think maybe it is possible that we get a a, a 5% magic damage cape. Because I think... He, I now with even a three percent or a four percent would be fine. I don't think it needs to be like super crazy. Yeah, I just think what whatever magic damage we factor in, we have to also consider the shadow. And I think that's the hard part. It's like any bit of magic damage, anything, the shadow has to be a part of because even if there's a magic damage increasing prayer, the shadow just now became ultimately more powerful. So because of that weapon, magic damage is gonna be hard. So if we're putting it in the game, it has to be appropriate, you know? Yeah, TOA is kind of the problem child with its power weapons. The the shadow and the thing, you kind of had to design a lot of content around. But at least the shadow is... Like, not everyone has a shadow. Yeah, that's true. Everyone has everyone a fang. Everyone has a fang. You shouldn't have to design shit around the fang. Um, the shadow, you should... You, I think the shadow makes it so you can design things around it. Right? Like, just like the Tebow. Do we want this boss to be a Tebow boss? Mm -hmm. No. Low mage level. Right? Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think there is some space they could probably create some best in slots, but they're kind of limited because of the, the three raids rewards and not wanting to uh, to make those not relevant yeah i mean there's potential for them to add something super cool yeah with it i think i we could speculate day and night what it could be but i don't know we'll just have to see what they come up with it's yeah. a while out they've, they've got time to to think and figure something out yeah maybe it's an untradeable damage reduction um inventory slot hmm that makes it so like you take X percent less damage. If it's just in your inventory. I mean, that's what the Ellie does, right? Oh, okay. You you, you meant something that's uh, equipable. I see. Yeah, an equipable. The problem is like you trade the the Ellie for a defender. Mm -hmm. You don't really trade an ammo slot for anything. Like pr plus two prayer bonus. Oh no! Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal. So I don't know. Maybe something. We've got room to figure it out, and I'm excited mm -hmm. for that. So, yeah. um, what else we got here? Cruising through the Perilous Moons. It's a experience level quest that adds basically something kind of like the Forthos Dungeon mixed with Barrows. I think is what they said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a dungeon filled with a bunch of demi bosses that you can kill um, as like a kind of mid level thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see a problem with this. I'm curious how it'll be like Barrows. 
I guess it's just a bunch of bosses in an area is what they mean by it being like barrows. Um, or if there will be like a chest at the end that you loot. That might be it, yeah. I don't know, in, though. In the, the video, they talked about, like, bringing back a feeling of, like, exploration. Um, yeah. So. Because, like, in, in Forthos Dungeon, you have to take several steps to fully unlock yeah. it. Yeah. To, like, go everywhere. You know, there are still bits of the Forthos Dungeon that I don't have unlocked. So, I think if in every section that you have to unlock, you get um, you get a new boss, a demi-boss, a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know? That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I think that could be a good way to do it. That'd be cool. I mean, maybe this is where they could introduce uh, my crawling hand boss. <laughs> but with five, like, hold on. If it's got AKD as a requirement, is that really fair? <laughs> like, mm. if you don't know how to move by the that's time true, you get true. AKD done, <laughs> like, you're kind of just... you're. You're screwed, or you're a skilling pure, in which case it really doesn't matter if there's a yeah a monster like that. Yeah. Um Yeah, the the next thing up on the list here is the Hunter Guild. Uh we kind of briefly mentioned it, its existence at the beginning of the show, but uh mm-hmm. I don't exactly know how this is gonna work. There's a huge area on the map that looks like it's for Hunter. Um so I imagine that's kind of where the Hunter Guild will function. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded kind of like it's going to be... They, they talk about it being like the Farming Guild. Mm-hmm. And I think what they mean by that is that you're going to get like Hunter contracts. So basically Slayer, but for Hunter. Which I think could be a nice change of pace for the skill. Um. They they talk about some new methods as well as revitalizing some old ones. Yeah, plus like it seems like there's multiple hunter locations throughout like the region itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it definitely feels like this area has the hunter guild in mind when they designed it. Yeah. God, the vastness of this is still blowing me away of how big this region is. Yeah. But... In the little hunter guild area, there's like it almost looks like there's various shops, there's a bank, mm-hmm. um, there's a dungeon that you can enter. Yeah. Which could have like any number of like instanced things. So I imagine it's not just gonna be like Slayer, but for Hunter, right? I imagine maybe it could be something along the lines of like here, show your prowess as a hunter and catch, you know, twenty spined Larupias. We've got them here. Mm-hmm. in this little zone right go catch them you know or maybe it like rotates on a, on a on a random basis you know like every couple hours a new hunter species is in there that could be cool yeah right because they don't really i don't know what the lore reason for slayer is but i would suspect it's that the monsters would overwhelm if you didn't kill them i don't know what the logic for hunter is because i like, mean the amount we kill in excess doesn't really answer many lore-wise questions, so maybe that's something they yeah. could do. Who knows? They could be like, hey, help with the overpopulation of Kevits or mm-hmm. whatever other Slayer monster or Hunter uh, creatures there are. Um, yeah. God, this area looks f- absolutely insane. Yeah, General Tractor did such a good job with it. It is 
absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, and you can see like around the Hunter's Guild too. Like, they have the the hunter area inside, but there's like one, two, three, four different areas on the outside, like nearby. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they have like this big area nearby to have more hunter stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. The idea of a hunter guild has been really cool for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a great place to put it because like we don't really have a savannah biome in the game. No. You know, and I think like having that, I'm almost thinking of like the Minecraft Savannah biome, like color palette for RuneScape. That'd be super cool because mm-hmm. it looks very almost like, almost like the Kebos Woodlands. You know, where it's like very vast and there's you can just go any direction you want. You're not really gated by paths or anything like that. That could be super cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And yeah, I'm excited. Oh, it looks like there's a new pitfall area. If you look right below where it says Avium Savannah, it looks like that's Pitfall Trap. Yeah. Yes. So, like, all sorts of new monsters. I don't know what's in the Colossal Worm Remains. It says Agility. I don't know if it's a training thing. Yeah, it looks like it's a new Agility God, course, probably. Cool. And then there's a dungeon underneath it. So, I don't know if it's going to be, like, one big dungeon. Like the... Like the Forthos, where there's multiple entrances, or if these are separate dungeons... Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I, everything about Varlamore seems very cool. Yeah. Like looks like there's a it's, new place. It's for, been so long. For mining as well, Stonecutter Outpost. I don't know if that's gonna be granite or something. Or, or I don't know what that what's that symbol right above Stonecutter? What is that? I don't know. Is that is that the sandstone thing that they have in the the desert? Maybe. Let me. Uh, uh let's look. Let's see. No, they don't have a symbol on the map for that, so I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what if I go to the legend? I have no inside? idea. Can I see? So tutors, presumably it's a training thing, right? It's not a grindstone. It's not a wood cutting stump. Is it a shop, maybe? Um, doesn't look like it. I don't see a. Sh- oh, stonemason. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's a stonemason shop. It's a stone. Ma- oh, is that the shop in like um, Keldegrim? Yeah. yeah, where you buy the construction supplies. Interesting. Okay, so another That's place to neat. get. I'm curious what you. So now, what did these people sell? that's different from the people in Keldegrim, and how can you use to upgrade your player own house or your ships for sailing? Because they have. <laughs> yeah. Like looking at this map, they really want sailing to pass. Mm-hmm. They... There are three specific ports. Yeah. In addition to what could like the all if you look at like the broader map of Varlamore, there's ports everywhere. Yeah. Like they are really anticipating. They have that whole island passing. that's like kind of nestled underneath the the Stranglewood. That's just yeah all port and canals. Like yeah, the like the Venice looking thing mm-hmm. they've got going on there. God, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. Uh, I, I definitely think they're designing this with sailing in mind. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree, yeah. So much potential in this region. 
like so much just absurd potential. Yeah, and they and they talked a lot about like they don't want to make the same mistakes they made with Zaya. They don't want just mm-hmm. a big empty area that's boring with no dungeons to go down into. They're they're trying to to keep that in mind with this design. And I think they're doing a good job with it. There's a a lot of cool things going on in Varlamore. There's a like a bunch of different shops and stuff and presumably new training methods. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be yeah. huge. Especially if it comes up beginning of next year too. Like that's gonna go way quicker than we feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we had the same feeling of like, oh my god, Digital Treasure 2 is so far away. Now DT2 is done. Yeah. Like, what's next? Oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, it's you know, realistically not very far away. Like I said, six months maybe. Mm-hmm. So that that's super exciting. I cannot wait for this. Yeah. Well, I think that covers about everything talked about mm. in the summer summit. Uh, 2023 these events are so cool i wish i could have watched it live i wish i could have yeah. been with you guys to see it but unfortunately i was wheelchairing around a gymnasium and wasn't <laughs> able to watch but you know this is gonna be so much good content so Hell much yeah. uh any final thoughts on the summer summit before we go to break Spari? um no not really i mean you know i'm looking forward to it all i think you know I think the JMods have been doing a good job with updates recently, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they provide us. Awesome. I agree. It's going to be good stuff. Um, yeah, we'll 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 touch more on all of this as the weeks to come. Both both XP waste and I'm sure Guthix Rest will cover all of this content mm-hmm. in great detail um, in the future. But until that time, uh, we will leave you and go to a break. Please enjoy this recycled commercial or no, probably a recycled commercial because I don't I can't go to fencing this week. So I'm going to be so bored, (laughs) but probably still not going to make a commercial because I'm bored and sad because I can't fence. But anyways, see you guys soon. Hello, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Simon Templeton, owner, operator, sole proprietor, and chief executive officer of Simon Templeton's Totally Legitimate Archaeological Expeditions. You've actually caught me out here at an interesting time. I'm doing work for the Varrock Museum. And as a matter of fact, you've come by at just the right time. You see that pyramid? At the top rests a smaller, shinier pyramid. It's not a very tough trek up, But you see, that's my problem. Last time I tried to go up there, I really hurt my back on the way down, so I haven't been feeling up to the climb lately. But that's where you come in. You see, I've got a guy. He's willing to pay top dollar for those pyramid tops. So I'll make you a deal. For every pyramid top you get me, I'll toss you 10,000 gold. That's right, that's a one with one, two, three, four zeros at the end of it. No diminishing returns, just cold, hard cash. So what do you think? We got a deal? Yep, wait, don't answer that. 
Just meet me here at my base camp outside the pyramid tomorrow morning. If you get lost on your way over, the pyramid is right next to the edge of the world. Literally, there's nothing there. You stare at the void, the void stares back. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Can't wait to do business with you, partner. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know that I sure did. It's time, folks. It's time we crack off the patrons list. We're having a conversation with some of our patrons about leagues and leagues hype on the recording booth chat. And that's just a little bit of taste of what you can get um, at the wise old man tier, which are on screen right now. Shout out to all the wise old men. I don't believe we have any new wise old men. We do have a new KBD, but we do not have a new wise old man this week. Or men plural, you know. I don't I don't know much about men plural these days, but what can I say? I'm down bad. Anyways, shout out to the wise old man, the party Pete's, and all the, the gnome children who support us over on Patreon. And now it's time we shout out uh the big boys, the King Black Dragon. Is it is it King Black Dragons plural? It wouldn't be King's Black Dragon, no. right? Like 'cause that that implies multiple kings on one dragon. Yeah. It'd be multiple. Okay, yeah. Words are hard. But without further ado, let's just get into it, folks. So, huge shout out to Broic70, Buckeyes, my dad. Hi, dad. My dad kept offering me a walker yesterday. Like, after my tournament, he's like, you can just drive an hour to your grandma's house and pick up a walker or a cane or whatever. I'm like, I gotta live with you. I want to go home. But it probably would have been a good choice to have a cane because then I could hobble around my office with a cane. A cane is it definitely would be really, really fun. To take some of the stress off. Yeah. It, it, unfortunately, I did not go back and get it, but he did offer me a cane. So thanks again, Dad. Cloud Kicker, Damon S., Dicky Bird, Elite Oreo Dunker, EXP Enjoyer, Gay Raccoon, Gumby, Legend Gary. Ron Garion, uh, our newest member of the K, I almost said the KGB, the KBD tier, Ron Garion. I really like that name. That's a nice, nice play there. Lil Drakey, Mark, aka Ice Team, Mike Oxmall, MT Birchfield, our third favorite supporter, Ralph, Rylithian, Satanbot666, Seth Shep, Skuma92, SOSD3, Spartan Fire, Taco Ninja, the Big G Jordy, the Crayola Cran, Toast No Toast, and Tuz Talk Coots. Thank you all so much for your immense support at the KB, KB again, I almost did it again, KGB, you're at the KBD uh, tier. You're thinking about those penguins, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. I got the penguins on the brain, you guys. But uh, we appreciate every single one of you. The support really does help the show. Like we said, with XP Base North, live meetups, things like that. Um, the occasional upgrade to make the podcast better. I don't know what that's going to be or when it's going to be, but honestly, the support is, it really does mean the world to us. So we thank you guys, um, for helping us to be able to help you guys, you know, um, if this is something you're interested in doing and, and signing up for Patreon, not necessarily at the KBD tier at any of our available tiers, head on over to patreon.com forward slash XP waste. You'll be able to sign up for as low as $1 a month if that interests you as always if not that's okay i'm not your mom i don't make the rules i'll appreciate you listening to my show no matter what right so 
now that that bit has been completed, Spar, you got a community question for us. Oh, God, I should have thought of one. Um, no, I, I, bet, I bet you have the answers. Oh, do I have the answers? Oh, uh, where can I find them on? The answer, so the answer better be no, because if it's yes, you can access our Anchor account. Um, but no, it is community question time. Michael is not here, <laughs> so in his stead, I am going to read the community question. God, you had me in a panic um, there for a second. <laughs> I know. I normally like to panic the guest with a fun question, but I, I feel like, you know, you're not new to this process. Maybe the community question might throw you out a little bit more. I was thrown off. Last week, last week, we asked you guys... Uh, what is your favorite S-tier weapon, even if it didn't make the list? We do have a couple of responses here. YouTube, there wasn't a pinned comment. I don't know what dumbass didn't put a pinned comment on the video, um, but because they didn't, we don't have uh, pinned comment responses. Yeah, I'm looking through right now to see if I can find any that would be considered a response. I don't really know if there are. There are a couple... Uh, Fairhard says best weapon rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. That answer is not correct, but we'll allow it. Uh, and then Talvin says haven't watched the whole vid, but why isn't Soul Reaper Axe on there? Got a level with you? We forgot. I think Soul Reaper was we kind of forgot, and then also neither one of us have used it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we to an extent have used all of the weapons in that list, right? For me, minus the Void Waker, but I do enough content with people who use it where I understand how it works and how cool it is, right? But without being uh, without being able to to use it ourselves, we really don't have a don't have an opinion. Um, Spari, twenty seven minutes ago, or rather, not Spari, <laughs> the Guthix Rest podcast on YouTube twenty minutes ago says claws are the most fun. Four hit splats just hits different. I agree, claws go burr. They're a lot they of fun. so fun. But that that about wraps up for, for YouTube. So we're going to head over to Spotify where all the responses are because that one I remembered to do. So kicking things off, we have Iron Otis who says, how is the whip not S tier? It was the best in slot for so long. Maybe not now, obviously, but the nostalgia that comes with it, it should have nudged it into the S tier. Do better. You know, if Michael was here, I'm sure he'd agree with you. Unfortunately, he's not. So, yeah, so I get a, therefore, I have to say, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stand by you. I you know just because it used to be good doesn't mean it's still good. Yeah, though that that said, the whip will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I do love that weapon. Um, I just don't think it it matches with what we currently have anymore to justify it it gets some bonus being any higher than for being accessible but you know yeah yeah i that that too but accessible accessible how it's cheap to main accounts yeah, yeah. To again irons. not that we care for the considerations of iron Man, but 85 slayer is a long road that's true yeah you're rocking a, a dsim you know? up until you get it yep i uh i wouldn't say i know all about that because i don't I'm not remotely close to that on my iron, but eh. mm-hmm. someday I might be. Who knows? Next, Crayola, a.k.a. Talimorn, says, The blowpipe will always be my favorite weapon, even if I can't seem to get it on my iron. That sucks. Like, just not not being able to get it on your iron. Like, this is why we, we don't stand Iron Man mode, because the blowpipe is truly, it's a, such a cracked weapon. And it's unfortunate you've not been able to get it, but... 
I too am a big blowpipe fan. What about what, what do you think? You you blowpipe you blowpipe Gaspar? Yeah, I mean it's not as good as it was in its glory days, but blowpipe is still really good. It's fun to use. You're, you're you know shooting out darts every two yeah. ticks. Like what's not to love? I I agree. R.I.P. the old blowpipe. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean I'm glad it's gone. It created a not good meta. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was problematic, so it was glad like glad it's fixed, yeah. but man, R.I.P. Cold B just says Dragon Longsword. Yeah, where's my D Long That's boys it. at? And frankly, I respect it. You know, Dragon Longsword. Shout out to here's to you, Cold <laughs> B. Bloat's ass says DDS man. Nothing more nostalgic than that. Much love. Gotta be honest, I'm also a bit of a DDS fan myself. It's a fun weapon to use, and when it does hit high, it's very satisfying. Oh yeah, like it's you know hit the old, the old. Now you can hit a fifty-fifty, but the old twenty-five, twenty-five. It's it's nice. I do enjoy the DDS. Disgusting. I know, right? Again, don't know. I don't know if I would put it in the S tier, but it's not about me. It's about you guys, right? Favorite S tier weapon. You know, surprised it still holds relevance all this time later. Yeah, I think it's. It's one of the the few older weapons that still really carries its own weight mm-hmm. in in end game content, yeah. right? Not that other weapons can't, but you know, used alongside end game gear, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nate says the Dragon Hurl Lance has always been and will continue to be my favorite melee weapon. Goes burr at Vorkath and will carry me to the pet. I hope it does. I hope it does. Melee Vorkath is one of the most fun bosses in the game. I do enjoy melee Vorkath quite a bit. When I got my first ever lance, um, I got it for like 70-something mil, uh, and I held on to it forever, um, because I this was back in the days when uh, when our buddy Scape was at the Duel Arena all the time and like had more money than he knew what to do with, so he was just giving out mod pay, we called it back in the day, um, so I did get, uh, I originally bought Ancestral Legs for like 65 mil, oh, how I wish I would have held on to those. Um, but no, I, uh, I got the dragon hunter Lance and I've been, uh, I held on to it for a really long time and then bought it back after TLA came out cause I sold it for stuff, but DHL good DHL good. There's something satisfying about using it at Vorkath. Just yeah. Cause you really, you hit a lot. It's got a cool sound, right? You play with sounds on. Oh yeah. When I, when I boss, I play with sounds on the rest of the time. Yeah. I it's got a like a like a mm-hmm. like a like a like a sound when it hits. I really like the the Dragon Hunter Lance sound effect, but yeah, it's a, it's very sad. Very very cool. Iron Chompers says, "Love my S tier Void Waker," and please, Michael, don't say seven thousand Abbey Demons is PVMing. <laughs> Much lur. He gives a little XD and then he says, "Love the content." Well, thank you, Iron Chompers. Um. I've, I want a Void Waker. I'm, if I do this Tebow rebuild, which I'm thinking I will, like today, uh, I think today's going to be the day I pull the trigger and do it, uh, I'm going to be really far away from a Void Waker unless I just make one myself. But even then, with a rebuild in tow, I don't know if I'll be able to like fully justify a Void Waker before a lot of other stuff. But Someday I do hope to have one. Um, they look super fun to use. Yeah, it's pricey too. You know, it's really strong. It's really good. Yeah, they're like 150 mil, aren't 167 they? 167 right now. Sheesh, that's a lot. Yeah. But 
but it's really good for <laughs> bossing. It's good for anti PKing or PKing. Yeah. 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 The the bounty hunter tack. Mm-hmm. But I don't PK, and if I did, I don't know if I have the balls to risk 166 <laughs> mil. That's why so. I only unschool anti PK, where I do LMS. <laughs> Oh, is it an LMS? Uh, I don't think Void Waker is. Well, maybe they'll add it and I'll get a chance to use it there. It would be but... cool. It might be, actually, if you get the, the big boy crates. No. Matty B doesn't answer the community question, but he does say, Oxy, kind of shitty for that shadow dropping segment. <laughs> maybe. But... You know, the rep dog says, I've never been good enough to try the S tier weapons. Maybe I'll need to pull my finger out and get good. Um, pull it out of what? I advise that. Yes. I don't think it's a matter of you having your finger in any orifice, right? Like a lot of the time, some of the, what do we have for the S tier weapons? It was, it's been so long. Um, but I feel like a lot of the S tier weapons we had are relatively accessible. I don't know if you plan an iron or not, but. I feel like a lot of what we did for the S tier was pretty, uh, pretty doable. Yeah, I mean, you know, I Bofa is you know the the new hotness for an early game rebuild. You you get enough to afford Bofa crystal. Uh, yeah, it's a really powerful ranged weapon. You got your fang, you got your blowpipe, you're good to go. Yeah, look at that. Guy's not even on the show and he remembers the tier list better oh, than I have I do. it up I love <laughs> on my other monitor. You have it up? All right, awesome. <laughs> uh, and then honestly, my my advice, if you don't play an Iron Man, have rich friends who will let you borrow stuff mm. if you want. Mm-hmm. That's that's my advice. Um, but yeah, someday, Rep Dog. Someday you'll, you'll wield the S tier. Or you'll be able to find your weapon that you think is your own S tier. Rounding out the community question section for Spotify, we have MockCat, who says, RCB, I'll probably have it until I can figure out Zalra, Ziliana, or I do Song of the Elves and do Gauntlet, which might be a while. Honorable mention to the drama staff, I'm a long road from Lumbia Elite Diary. MockCat is our resident UIM, for those of you who do not know, so RCB is probably going to be his best in slot for a long time. And I imagine, like... I got the hard the hard part about Zalra and Ziliana has gotta be the inventory management. Not the actual mechanics. Mm-hmm. Zalra is a difficult boss to learn at first. But when you don't have a lot of space to go around, that's gotta suck. So Zora got significantly I don't doubt it. more um enjoyable for me when I stopped worrying about a mage swap and just camped Bofa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RCB might be rough, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've never done... I've done some range-only Zalra, but... It's slower. I like but... my switches. I really like my... my All my... I think I bring, like, a six-way these days to Zalra. Mm-hmm. I, it, I just find it satisfying and fun. But, you know... It's just me. That does wrap up the community question for this week. Um, Thank you, guys. If you, if you answered it. I'm sorry... I've yet to... I, I constantly forget to put it on YouTube. It's not that I don't care about YouTube. It's that, again, like when the episode itself goes live, that's seldom my first priority. Because it either goes out at 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm already asleep, or 7 o'clock in the morning when I'm just waking up for work. Um, and I guarantee you I will forget about it later in the day. 
um, YouTube doesn't allow you to pre-comment things, which I think is dumb, mm-hmm. whereas Spotify does. So that's why it's always on Spotify, because a part of, like, before we are allowed to publish the episode, we go through, like, various stages. So it's like, here's your episode uploading, what's the information, name, description, cover art, all that. The next is community engagement, so that's where we put our community question. The next is monetization, so where we put the ads, like, how you guys always hear the ads right after the commercial, or at least it's when they come up. Uh, We manually put those there. And then the very end is like a check, right? Everything looks good. Good to go. Awesome. Um, frustrating part about Spotify. While you can put the community question in, you can't insert monetization until the video has been fully uploaded. Oh, yeah. It's really annoying. Which is annoying. You just suggest that they're waiting. So like, yeah. And like when I'm uploading both platforms at the same time, like last week's episode was like an eight hour upload with my Wi-Fi doing both at the same time. Oof. That's why I think... I think it was YouTube came out late uh, last week because it just took way too long. Mm. But this week's community question will be, very unsurprisingly, what was your favorite part of the Summer Summit? What are you most looking forward to and why? Right? want to hear about all you guys' thoughts about the Summer Summit um, because Michael didn't get a chance to give his thoughts on the Summer Summit yet. He probably will next week. But this gives him another chance to do so during the community question. So hit us with that. This is normally when Michael says, Oxy, it's time for Achievement of the Week. So, obviously, it's kind of hard for me to do that because I'm Oxy and I'm not Michael. <laughs> Oxy. However, it's time for Achievement of the Week. It's funny you mentioned that there, <laughs> Spari, because while you don't have access to our Spotify, mm-hmm. you do have access to Gyazo uh, copy and pasted okay. images. So, would you do me the honor, my friend, yes, yes. of reading? of reading the achievement of the week for this week in whatever order you would like. Okay. Okay. Um, let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just go uh, top bottom, uh, start from top to bottom, know, baby. Let's biggest do it to the smallest, I believe. Um, <clears throat> starting us off, we have the 99s in our skilling section. We have fire X with 99 construction. Spari, that's a name I've never heard before, with 99 fishing. Told you be on there. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to fumble through some names that I've never said out loud before. <laughs> Forvatini with 99 Hunter. <laughs> it does look like it would be Forvatini. It is not. <laughs> what is it? It's Forvitney. Forvitney, ah. My boy's got two 99s left. Oh, really? What Do you know what he has left? I do not know, but I think he's done with all the shitty skills, so. Gotcha. Uh, Wagoner, I think that's how you pronounce that one, with 99 Hunter. He only has one skill left, Max. Are we going to get some Maxcapes coming up soon? I think we just might. We just might. Tanto Tricks with 99 Mage. You're going to have to help me with this one. (laughs) Is it Dilligaff? I say Dilly Gaff, and I don't think we've been corrected, okay. but... Uh, he got 99 Fletching. Fumble Swing with 99 Runecrafting. I Poop Liquids with 99 Woodcutting. I think you guys are just making these things up <laughs> on purpose now. Surely. I read that one this morning and thought, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to read that out loud on No, the you're show. making me read it out loud. 
Hey, exactly. that, that was the tech. Yeah, it makes Barry read it. I mean, congratulations on the 99 woodcutting. <laughs> but, like, man, <laughs> that's one hell of a name. Uh, we got uh, Nika Leo with 99 crafting. Uh, and with some total levels, we have Humble Owl and MJ Still with 2K total level. And Hyla, Max's account, doing mining, smithing, herb lore, woodcutting, fletching, and runecrafting? Is that, is that what I'm seeing here? All, from my understanding, it's all at the same time. I guess he popped all six is... all at the same time. I was not able to be at the maxing party. Uh, we did hold a little event. It was like right after the Summer Summit ended. Um, he went to the, the mines west of Lumbridge and maxed. Um, He's been on the grind for a while, but now he said the twist to hi- the twisted Hyla arc is coming. He was he was wiped Hyla, he was toxic Hyla, he was maxing Hyla, and now he is twisted Hyla, which can only mean he's going to be camping the chambers of Zarek Rotibo on his Iron Man. Okay, I thought it's it gonna was going to be, gonna be uh, the twisted kit. That that it may also be a twisted kit. Who yeah. knows? He may be looking for kits too. That'd be pretty cool, but. On to the combat section. Now, are these all fire capes? Those are all first fire capes. <laughs> There's a lot of gamers in here. Uh, yep. Big week for fire capes. First time fire capes, we have... Alright, this one also threw me off. It's pronounced... It reads like Ned Arbsasnack. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> But backwards, it's Kansas Braden. So I don't want to dox Kansas here, but I don't know. All right. Uh, well, you got you know who you are, and you got your first fire. C- congratulations, congratulations <laughs> as well as Shusky, Halo Hunter. Shout out to the Halo, great game. The Moon Bass, Bill Nye, the FBI guy, and SD Guardsman. Congratulations on your first fire capes, everyone. Huge. Huge. Jax got his first Zora gauntlet and corrupt gauntlet, Casey. All on like the same day, too. What a gamer. Going from first Zora to first uh, CG, that's quite a jump in difficulty. Right? It's pretty intense. Tanto Tricks getting his elite CAs and all the rewards that come with it. Jack and Clubs getting the Missouri crafting kit. 99 come with his infernal cape. That's absolutely massive. That's 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 infernal come right there. That's some spicy cum. It's a so bad. Uh, this one is G I M two of the Bofa. Pretty cool. Pretty that's, cool. That's you know, once I max end of the year. Hold me accountable. I'm going to start sending some in- Inferno attempts. I mean, you're going to be in the league. so uh, That's true. <laughs> you can practice the Inferno that's in That's true. That's true. Good time to do it. And the smallest section we have here, the miscellaneous section, where we have uh, Wheat Toast getting his quest cape. Completed all the quests in the game. And Rosgen getting his music cape. I can't remember what he was waiting on for that it might have been a mimic but Uh, it's always a damn mimic or a champion scroll yeah it was one of the two but congratulations Roz. also is that is it is it Roz Jin? that's how i pronounce it 
Oh, I've been saying Rosgen forever. I know you. He's part of your rating I, team, so I, I know. Oh. I mean, I just usually Sorry, say Ros, but you know, he hasn't corrected me on it. Maybe when we do four fifteens tonight, you can correct me. Maybe, maybe <laughs> four fifteens sound disgusting, so I won't. Yeah, be we do. There, but he he DMs me at night and is like four fifteens, and that's you know just a quick little duo, one or two before his uh, kid makes him have Ugh. to to stop. Good times. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, the achievements of the week. I don't think there's anything else. This normally is where Michael says, or where I say, Michael, do you have a fun question for us? It is, it is fun question time. Um, this feels very out of order because normally Michael leads the fun question, but this time I'm doing it. I'm leading the fun question here. Uh, we have a question from the fun question section of our Discord from DRabbit17. And this one's pretty neat, right? He says, What bosses would you like to see escape from their lairs and do battle with one another, Godzilla versus Kong style? That's a that fun a good question. question. That, I actually that's have like a, good a purely answer. fun question. You yeah. got a good answer? I Alright, why don't you go ahead and hit us? What's what's the who are, who's fighting? The God Wars dungeon bosses. You know? It's Ooh. it's lore friendly. You have the four generals fighting it out. I think that'd be really cool seeing uh, how that goes. Would they all team up against Nex? I think so. If Nex also broke out, because in lore, isn't that what happened? They they teamed up to imprison Nex or something. I think so. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe it is like Godzilla versus King Kong where they beat the hell out of each other until. The Mecha Godzilla <laughs> equivalent of Nex comes out, and they're like, "Oh wait, no, we're friends now." You know, I I think Nex would absolutely smoke all four bosses, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, pu- purely mechanically, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I think mechanically as well. Uh, Armadil would probably beat the shit out of the other three. Uh. They'd have to get real lucky because they do have like magic and range attacks, mm-hmm. but they'd have to get real lucky. Yeah, you know, even not considering the uh, the fact that they wouldn't be able to hit Kriara, just Kriara's uh, attack hitting everyone in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, like again, they have they've got like Mandos has the range stomp, mm-hmm. Zami has the magic thing where it drains the yeah. prayer. I think Sarah also has a magic attack, so like they could beat Kree. But they'd have to be real lucky. Yeah. If they all teamed up at the same time against Kree. But if it mm-hmm. was kind of just, you know, an all-out brawl, I think Kree would come out on top. Mm-hmm. Well, that leads me to the next question. Of the four DT2 bosses, mm. who wins in a fight? Um, oh, That's a good one. Like, two of them are area-confined, yeah. which is kind of kind of rough. But, like, who wins? I think Vardorvis is too reliant on his axes, and I don't know if he would have access to his axes in a big fight. Mm-hmm. Whisperer, you just move, you know? But does Whisperer have access to the Shadow Realm? Mm. What would the Whisperer be without the Shadow Realm? Or I guess... Prayer flicking yeah. and moving. <laughs> I'd think so. So Duke loses, right? Like Duke, Duke loses. Yeah, Duke for sure. loses. Yeah. Duke just is stuck in a wall. 
It's a big blob. Yeah, Duke doesn't go anywhere. I think it's between Whisper and Leviathan. I think it would be Leviathan. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, unless Whisper got Leviathan, if they both enter the enraged phase at the same time, I think Whisper would mm-hmm. win because I think Whisper would do more consistent damage to Leviathan. Yeah. Can Leviathan right? but, go insane? Because I think that changes the dynamic. Well, that's that's a dynamic against all the bosses, right? If sanity is a factor, I think for sure Whisperer wins because she could easily drive them insane, mm-hmm. right? Leviathan can't move away from the tentacles, so Leviathan, by that logic, would die pretty early. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Vardorvis <sighs> would have a bit better of a chance then, but I, I think uh, yeah, who? I think Whisperer would probably come out if, on top then. If only if there's access to to the Shadow Realm, yeah. I think. I, no, not the, the sanity bit. I think without sanity, um, without sanity, I think Leviathan yeah, takes it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what other bosses? I kind of want to see Vorkath versus Zalra. Yeah, that's a classic. Like those seem like two evenly matched fights mm-hmm. right there. Vorkath versus Zalra for sure. Yeah. Uh, in the recording booth chat, um, Ron Garian says Zuck versus Ulm. That would be really cool for like a kaiju fight. Mm-hmm. Like they're both just like destroying cities as they fight one another. That would be sick. Who would win though? Um, I mean, you know, Zuck hits hard, but he's relying on like the other stuff going on in his chamber. Hmm. Does he get access to healers? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's tough. I mean, I'm just trying to picture like almost like Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. right? Like Zuck versus Ulm is kind of like big rock automaton versus giant dragon. Like who wins? You yeah. know, With biting and clawing and punching and kicking and all the different special attacks that they would have. Like who takes that? You know, be a battle for the ages right there. I'd I'd pay to see that fight. I would too. I would also pay to see P3 Verzik versus every other arthropod in the game. Mm. So every other Scorpia, Seracnus, Venonatus, all three of those all squared up against Verzik P3. Think Verzik comes out on top? A hundred percent, I think so, yeah. But like you never know. Maybe they could get lucky. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get lucky, but maybe. Because all the arthropods are very mobile. They're very leggy, and they move a lot. Yeah. Hell, we'll throw Spindle in there, too, because why not? What do we really <laughs> have to lose by putting Spindle in there? Spindle's going to get absolutely, you know, sat the f*** down, but... Yeah, Spindle lasts three seconds. Yeah. I mean, hey, three seconds could be a long time. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> for some of us, it could be a PB here, all right? Chill. <laughs> um, ooh. PNM versus next. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. I think I think next would uh, I actually don't know, actually. That's a That's yeah. tough, right? Fazani's versus next. Who yeah, wins? Fazani's has a lot going on. Yeah, but like next is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Access to ancient magics and all the different mechanics going on there. Mm-hmm. 
But then you got the shadow claws from Vizani's. Oh, Sleepwalkers man. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know. I think, oh, I boy. think that one's pretty pretty close. That might be a tie yeah. right there. Fazani's and next might be a tie. I'm looking, I'm looking at the high score sheet yeah. right now. Uh, you gonna say Obor versus Bryophyta? Is that what I was? A hundred percent. I was gonna say Obor versus Bryophyta. <laughs> Which Bryophyta. giant's better? That would be so yeah. fun. I think Obor clobbers Bryo. Hmm. Well, Bry- I mean, Bryophyta has a sword. She just doesn't use it. True. That's true. I don't. I don't know. I, I my money might be on Bryophyta there. I'm not sure. All right. Here's a one from from left field. Uh, the skilling bosses. Uh, Winter Todd. Uh, Temporos. Is that the only two that are actually considered bosses? Yeah, Winter Todd versus Tempori. Tempori. Oh, yeah. What, who would win? I. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, considering Temporos doesn't do any damage, I think Temporos is an easy loss. Yeah. Well, um, can can the Winter Todd or Spori fish to prevent a wipe? Uh oh! I think the cold would seep into Temporos's bones, quote unquote, and freeze all the water. Okay, so like couldn't wipe the the other two. I mean, if Winter Todd attacked fast enough, because Lord knows, every time you try to start fletching, the cold of the toad seeps into your bones oh, yeah. every single goddamn time. You're talking to someone with because 17 million fire making XP. Shittiest piece of content in the game, folks. I'm more than aware. It's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's I do <laughs> I, I want them to go back and like just make the content a little bit better. It doesn't have to be terrible. Yeah. Or once you have the hard combat achievements done, Winter Todd just doesn't suck anymore. Like it's it's they just take everything away from Winter Todd that sucks and it's just a fire making training. Give us game. uh the fires from making friends with my arm. <laughs> yep. Yep, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think Winter Todd takes it because mm-hmm. can you imagine a boss that's made of trees utilizing fire to destroy a, an ice monster? Yeah, no. We all know that uh, grass is weak to ice type. So mm-hmm. as soon as the little uh, flowers spawn as well, Winter Todd just hits them all with a little little cold snap in the yeah, bin. Yeah, it's. In the bin, I think I think Winter Todd takes, which is so terrible <laughs> because Winter Todd's the worst. Yeah. Good. Last okay. one, all the Slayer bosses in a big arena together. Who comes out on top? Okay, so the Slayer bosses, you have Grotesque Guardians. Uh, you have, I'm I'm looking through the list right now. Uh, Thermi, so GGS. Sire, Serb, Thermi, Kraken, Hydra. Okay, yeah. Ooh. I think Hydra has to be up there, right? I think Hydra's up there as long as you don't factor in his uh, floor stuff. Yeah, Hydra without floor stuff, I think, brings it down a bit, maybe. Because um, floor stuff includes like the the flames and the lightning, right? No, I meant like you don't have to drag it over a vent. Okay. Because then that limits where the arena could take. Like that limits the fight. Like I think environmental yeah. stuff, like the floor vents at Hydra and like the tentacles at Sire, I think those are not 
Mm -hmm. uh, for this scenario, I don't think they're entirely fair. Actually, because Sire the other bosses might be pretty pretty high up there because Sire can can dish out some damage, especially with the Scions. Does Cerberus get the ghosts. Yeah. Oh, the ghosts. Scions are hate those Scions. I hate that combat task. It's not a good combat task. It's bad. No, it's terrible. Um, yeah, I spent like two or three hours trying to get that one. It was not a good time. Um, shoot, this is a tough one. We all know Kraken loses, Kraken loses so that's not even in the yeah. running. Kraken, Kraken and Thermi are... But, okay, does Thermi lose? I think so. Cause Typeless, two-tick damage? Yeah, but I think Thermi, without any other mechanics going on, just kind of dies. It it hurts everyone else quite a bit, but not... It, I don't think Thermi kills anyone on its way out. Yeah, Thermi's, Thermi's the DPS check. Mm. Um... But Thermi does go down for sure. Maybe Thermi kills Kraken and then Thermi dies. So we're pretty much left with Sire, Serb, Grotesque Guardians, and Hydra. I think Grotesque Guardians has... It survives a while because there's two of them. But I don't think mm -hmm. it beats anyone there. Uh, I don't know. Because I'm assuming the other bosses are engaging with the mechanics, so they're stepping away when they need to. I mean, if, if all the mechanics of the bosses are taken into account, I think Cerberus wins. Yeah, I can... Because of them damn ghosts. Yeah, the ghosts are, are pretty rough. Bird. Though Hydra... Some of Hydra's floor attacks might be really, really punishing. Mm-hmm. No flame skip. <laughs> All the bosses just get perma stunned until they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. Hydra gets harder the lower health they're at, so Ooh, yeah. that, that might be I think that might be the winner. As soon as the flames come out. I think I think it's between Hydra and Serb for me. Yeah. You know? I think I had to give the win to Hydra personally. Other than Ghost, I don't think Serb has too much going for it. Mm, not really, no. It's got the ground, like the Gur lava mm -hmm. thing, but I don't think that's super... I don't... It's only like... If you're standing directly on it, it's like 15 every other tick, so it's a lot of damage. Yeah, you but, can get stacked out you know. by it, but... Yeah. You're right. I think Hydra takes it. Yeah, and then when it goes into the black phase and it starts shooting acid pools, too... Yeah, it's jatting with the acid everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Oh, good question. That was a good yeah. question. That was fun. That was like a that was a purely fun question. Thank you, D Rabbit. Fantastic. Next time we'll have to do like what arenas would they all fight mm -hmm. in? You know, what's the like, what's the like temple slash um, final destination equivalent of of old school RuneScape? Do we know? just put them in or the like, empty you know? field where uh, Priftinus is now? <laughs> Uh, we could we could do that. Yeah, we could. Um, frankly, the Inferno without pillars is a really mm. nice, um, like where you fight the multi jads. Mm -hmm. That's a really good um, challenge space. Yeah. I mean, any oh wait, big hold on. square area KBD layer. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one okay. more. It's all six jads <laughs> versus each other. Okay. It's like ever. It's like a six jad free for all, and all the jads are trying to kill each yeah. other. I mean, jad <laughs> like, wins, of course. 
Oh, I, I, my money's also on Jad. Yeah. You know, we'd have to number like that'd be like <laughs> horse racing right there, like Jad's one through six. Like, come mm-hmm. on, I got, I got fifty mil on Jad four. <laughs> like that would be, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And there's not complicated <laughs> mechanics. It's just you know they're hitting each other. Yep. Are they gonna hit or are they not? Are they gonna do anything? Can they out? Can a Jad out DPS a Jad's healers? Oh. It or would a Jad have slow. to target a Jad's? Yeah, every eight ticks. Yeah. So do Jads have to spend a majority of their time targeting other Jads healers? I think so. That's but the, the fight. It's like a it's like an hour long battle. If Jad at that full point. heals. Jad gets more healers, right? I don't I, know. I believe that's how that works. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if, so it'd be the it'd be the eternal struggle though at yeah. that point. We'd have to do Jad versus Jad and see how it goes and then put six Jads in an arena mm-hmm. together. Because I think if they all ganged up on one another, like five Jads versus one Jad, that one Jad's going down for sure. You know? SOS brings up that I don't they know hit how they... 90s, which is true. But Jad has... How much HP does Jad have? 250? So, you know, you've got to hit three really big hits. Jal Talk Jad has uh, 350 okay, hit points those Jads. and has a max hit of 113. Yeah, so it could three bang it, but you've got a high roll, and also it'd be four bang. I think 13, 13, 13 is what 39, 300. So yeah, you'd mm-hmm. have to hit it. Uh, you'd have to get four good hits, okay. and then healers proc at at what hit points level? Like 175, I think. So yeah, I don't know how how quickly the healers can bring up the HP within eight ticks. All right, let's see. Uh, the the caught, which are the healers, right? These little bastards can heal. Um, let's see. Popular methods. Let's see. Uh. They heal 15 to 24 every four ticks per okay. healer. Wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah, so, uh, what's the average of that? It's like 20 health every four ticks, so like five health a tick per healer. How many healers are there? Is it five? Um, In the six Jad challenge, it's five. Yeah. So, it's 25 health a tick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a Jad v. Jad will not be able to out-DPS the healer. And I question whether or not they could out-DPS the healers before they get up uh, Jad to full health again. Hmm. It might be the... I don't know if the healers it. come back, though, in the in the 6 Jad challenge. Oh, that's a good question, yeah. Oh, it's just in the fight caves that they respawn. Okay, so, so in theory, yeah. you pretty much have to kill Jad halfway, kill all the healers, and then kill Jad again. So, like, once it got to the point where all... Maybe that'd be, like, the honor system. Like, all Jads would proc healers on one another, mm-hmm. and then they would have to um, kill all the healers, and then it would be, like, a gentleman's agreement, you know? Like, they don't actually try to kill each other until all the healers are dead. Yeah. Who knows? A Jadelman's agreement, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, you know, maybe there's that one rogue that's, Jad that's good. that uh, 
tries to take one out. Rogue Jad. <laughs> what a dick. But thank you, D-Rabbit. That's a good question. Spari, my friend, I think it's about time we wrap things up here on XP Waste. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know if you want to do two back-to-back four-hour episodes. Uh, boy, I really don't, but I can't go to practice this week, so <laughs> Lord knows I've got the free time. Um, it's been an honor having you on yeah, the show. Glad you. to glad to almost do a four-hour episode with you twice now. Yeah, good times. Uh, one for Guth Express and one for XP Waste. So before we head out, um, who the hell are you? Where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, uh, once again, I'm a guy named Spari. Uh, if you want to find what I do, you can head over to uh, the Twitter that I run for Guthix Rest, which is twitter.com slash pod, where we have a link to all of our stuff where you can find our uh, podcast, which is available on any platform you can think of. And if it's not, then you can DM me and I can add it. It's really easy. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you. All those links will be in the description down below. Just like all the links you'll ever need for us, all of our social links, our merch store link, Patreon link, it'll all be in there. Go check it out. Enjoy it. Um, the Discord link, which I think we forgot to plug after Achievement of the Week, mm-hmm. discord.gg forward slash OSRSTNL. Come hang out. Um, awesome plan. Yeah. I, I I mean, call me biased, but it is certainly an awesome plan. I do say so myself. Before TNL, I never um, really interacted with a RuneScape clan. I tried a few, didn't really enjoy them, but... You know, TNL got me out of my shell, so good time. It's like we said, baby. Best, best Discord in the world. Summer Summit's going to have some good shit that comes our way, folks. Get excited for it. With that, though, we leave you until, I almost said until the next summit, <laughs> uh, until next week. Michael should be back yes. in uh, in his in his rightful place next week. But Thank you for letting me yeah, be we substitute will... Michael this week. Always, my friend, always. Uh I think that's going to do it for us, though, folks. We will see you guys next week. Bye.